to the new thing isn't global warming or isn't Ukraine or isn't COVID. Now it's the Muslims. And and I don't like a lot of the stuff Israel's doing. I think they stood down. I think it was a false flag. I mean, I think real Islamists attacked, but it was clearly money Biden sent. But what's the larger picture here with Harvard and the big universities endorsing this? We got a lot to talk about in the 45 minutes or so. We've got him, and I'm going to cover some more news after he leaves us in the hour before the next guest joins us. But clearly, we said another big war is coming. That's going to be the distraction from the COVID deaths, all the rest of it. And now they're trying to trigger a holy war. Obviously, you, you get boosted big on Twitter and everywhere else, Hotep, where you're already reaching millions a day if you got on the bandwagon. But, but clearly, the establishment is trying to create some type of clash of civilizations here. Hotep Jesus, thank you for joining us. Hotepjesus.com. And the people can also uh, find you at Hotep Jesus on Twitter and menofhonor.com. So, Hotep, thank you so much for coming on with us. Oh, absolute pleasure, Alex. So, yeah, so the uh, your take on Israel is pretty much similar to uh, my take. Um, obviously, the timing is convenient. We have election season now here, a.k.a. grifting season. Nikki Haley has proven to be a, a supreme grifter herself after her comments on Fox last night. But what's the bigger story here? Well, first of all, the next distraction is to create something domestically, right? create some sort of event domestically. Now, it's been happening in spurts. Here and there, you have protesters clashing. You have Grand Central Station being attacked by pro-Palestine protesters. You have Jewish people being attacked. A lot of different skirmishes have taken place on domestic soil. Much of this planned, um, much of this known uh, by the elite rulers. And that was one of my fears early on, where there's conflict in the Middle East, and because of all the vitriol on social media spilled into our streets, not much of this stuff, as we know, Hamas and Palestine has been sort uh, supported by uh, George Soros, Black Lives Matter supported by George Soros. We've tracked down some of these protests between. Uh, the We live. 
What's good, people? It's Thursday, Hotep Thursday, back at it again. Greatest podcast in land where only a school shooting can distract us from the Epstein list drop of the century. I am Uncle Hotep, he's Hotep Jesus, episode 289 on the road to 300 of Hotep's been told you. What's good with you, man? Not much. I'm good, man. How'd I do on the picks last week? Oh, you know, man. Shit. Are <laughs> <laughs> nah, we doing the picks again this week? Yeah, yeah. All right. Hopefully, I'm making y'all money. I don't watch football, so good luck. Um, Bet responsibly. I see my boy Lamar doing good. He finally, he finally coming around, man. It, it might be his year. It might be his year. They say I mean, MVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he already won the MVP before, so it might. It looks like it. All right. Anyway, Balt. I mean, Steelers at Baltimore. You know what we going with, baby? Okay. Well, I mean, uh, Lamar's not playing. Just FYI, he's not playing. Yeah, Why? Because they clinched. Yeah, they clinched. Oh, we still going with Baltimore. They got a white boy that's come, stepping in? No, another uh, brother. Another brother? Yeah. Damn. All right, let's go with him. Fuck it. Let's 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 see what he about. Uh Houston, Indianapolis Colts. Let's go Colts. Uh Browns, Bengals. Bengals. Uh Vikings, Lions. Um Vikings. No, no, Lions. Jacksonville, Titans. Let's go Jacksonville. Jets, New England. Let's go Jets. Falcon okay. Saints. Saints. Uh, Buccaneers, Carolina. Let's go Bucks. Bears, Packers. Packers. Broncos, Raiders. Raiders. Eagles, Giants. Eagles. Seahawks, uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Chiefs, Chargers. Chiefs. Rams, 49ers. 49ers. Cowboys, uh, Washington. Cowboys. Bills, Dolphins. Dolphins. All right, there we go. Uh, and there you right picks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please pick responsibly. Um, what's going on? How was your New Year's? New Year's is good, man. Kept it low key. You know, real family oriented. You know, kept it simple. What about you? Yeah, I didn't do anything. I was going to stream it. I said, nah, I just chilled. Then we just watched the ball drop. We did the old-fashioned watch the ball drop on whatever channel it was. Was it NBC or whatever? ABC. 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 I was, I was, I was upset, uh, you know, because I tried to do the normie thing this year and, and do the, hey, let's turn on the TV and watch the ball drop. So I pulled up YouTube. We found an ABC channel. And as soon as they hit zero, they put them gays on my screen. 
I don't know. I don't. I didn't think I'd seen that. I don't, I don't know what happened. My son pointed it out because I seen it, but I ain't want to say nothing. My son, you know, he's fourteen. He's like, they go to gay stuff again. Because <laughs> every time we point, I see it in the movie. I point it out to him. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you know his homophobia is very strong going into his adult years. <laughs> And, and, and I didn't even have to say nothing. He said, they, they go to gay stuff again. I said, see? See how they do it? Uh, I didn't notice that. I did notice uh, Meg Thee Stallion is an awful performer. Really? <laughs> did you see her perform? She, like, she got it. She performed. Where? And then she, um, At the I New guess Year's? Planet Fitness. Oh, that's right. They had a Planet Fitness uh, sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought she was terrible. Really? Yeah. Did she twerk? Uh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, her her performance is is usually comes with a couple of twerks. I guess it was ABC and New Year's, and she decided, you know, her people told her, hey, you know, we can't do the booty shaking. This is bad for PR for the New Year. Let's try and keep it clean. Maybe that's what happened. Did she booty shake? If she ain't shake no. that ass, it wasn't a Meg Thee Stallion performance. No, but Punks McGee said you was really watching those balls drop. Pause. Terrible. Terrible, Punks. Terrible. Matter of fact, that, that's a good segue into something I want to talk about. Oh, off the wall, man. I need to get a haircut. <laughs> I got the KD hairline. I'm offended. You peasy. That's cool. That that's what comes with age. You know what I mean? I'm 50 years old with that KD hairline. He is in his mid 30s with the KD hairline. So I'm ahead of the game. You know my shit was impeccable. I still don't got no grays in my head. You know what I mean? So that's I'm true. good. That's true. He ain't got no grays. I got grays. He ain't got no grays. That's how you know a nigga don't give a fuck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> got no stress. <laughs> But I want to talk about something. Yeah. Um, the dynamic of this show in the last two episodes has changed, and it's not its usual, and I want to address that. So two shows ago, you posted a meme of T.D. Jakes, Diddy, myself. I don't know who the other person was, okay? And I took offense to that, and I expressed that to you, and I told you to delete it, Okay. And since then, the show hasn't been the same. I feel like, you know, you feel like I'm some sensitive little bitch or some shit like that. And that's not the case. So I just want to clear the air on why I took offense to that. Okay. What you triggered in me was my tether side. Okay. My tether side. My tether side is very homophobic. So when you put me up there with gay people, I get highly offended. You could have did anything in the world. I would not get offended. But if you attach me to gay shit, it triggers the tether in me. So I just wanted to make that clear why I was offended. So it's not up in the air. Okay. I mean, I didn't... I think Diddy... I mean, I don't know about Diddy. I mean, <laughs> It was Diddy, T.D. Jakes, and who else was it? No, I thought it was Hove, T.D. Hove Diddy. I didn't know if I put TD Jakes. You put I guess Hove I, in there? See, I didn't even yeah. see Hove. I just saw two gay people and I was like, nah, see, this is what we not about to do. <laughs> no, nah, that's not that's that's not it. That wasn't what I was trying to get with that meme. Oh. You know, 
that came, this came out and like, and you see people already doing it. People are like editing, somebody edited Jimmy Kimmel in there. I guess we were jumping into that. Edit, put, put Jimmy Kimmel in there. Yeah. Somebody put uh, the, the, Stephen Hawkins the, the, the saying Hawkins. he liked midgets. Yeah. <laughs> like we had all this build up for this list. Oh, the list is coming out. All you heard from like conservative Twitter and like, and I'm thinking in my head, like, man, this is it's gonna be bullshit. It's fucking, it's not even fucking, it's not gonna reveal anything. And voila, it did. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, it's not gonna be as serious as like people are trying to make it out to be super serious. This list is super serious. So I was just like trying to like, it's not, this is gonna be a nothing burger. And it basically it's a nothing fucking burger. Yeah. And that's that's why I made the meme. I didn't I didn't mean to make it like you know what I mean. Oh, you I get what you're saying. You basically you're basically saying that you had to make something out of nothing because nothing was coming. Right. See, so basically what you're admitting to is uh, real niggas do grift. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. You 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 couldn't resist the grift once again. <laughs> once again, you couldn't resist the grift. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I, I made it. You know, made about that. Um, I thought I, I thought there was some gay insinuations. No, no, no. And I was like, wait, hold on now. Hotep Jesus is not gay. I I don't I don't do no gay shit. You know what I'm saying? And my father would not allow me to to do anything gay. So. Like I said, my son has a healthy dose of homophobia. I want to keep homophobia alive and strong. It's just, it's just, it has to be, uh, somebody's got to draw the line. You know, if you want to suck dick and you're a man and you know, that's your business, but we're not about to sit up here and act like that shit's good. You know what I'm saying? Um, that shit ain't good. It's not good for humanity. It's not good for black people. It's not good for white people. Um, and there's an agenda to make people gay and, and, and you see the shit happening. You saw the Cat Williams interview. What'd he say? All them niggas in the industry, what they got to do? They, he said, Harvey Weinstein, he, said, he looking at the other brothers and he's like, yo, y'all suck Harvey Weinstein dick. You see Terry Crews got his balls tickled. You see what I'm saying? So that's why my brain translated the meme as something gay. Cause usually I'm going to be honest with you. When they talk about them sex acts in the industry, they are usually homosexual. You got the instances of heterosexual abuse of women. Absolutely does exist in Hollywood. Right. But much of this shit is initiated with some homosexual Illuminati ritual, bend you over, embarrass you, buck breaking shit. And that's what, Cat Williams was talking about that buck breaking. And um, when you're in the industry, you're going to see that shit. I saw this shit. They tried me. Matter of fact, they didn't even try me. They knew not to try me because of the way I move around them. Because I'll tell you one time where I was. I was at BET. I ain't never seen so many gay men in my life. I was working on a TV show. All gay men, it's black women and gay men run BET. Or used to. I guess it got bought. So I don't know who's up there now. But that's who runs it. Black women and gay men. Very few straight men I saw on that set. And um, I was uncomfortable and I think they could tell. 
All right, let's uh let's jump right into the Black Twitter report, and we'll get back to Epstein in a minute. Um, and something just dropped. You know, the same day the list dropped, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon Sharp dropped the interview, his interview with Cat Williams. Yes. Um, you know, we both like I I personally feel Cat Williams is probably one of the funnier. Like out of his generation of comedians, like. I guess his generation is Steve Harvey, you know, Cedric, um, Bernie, uh, rest in peace, Kevin. Hart. I guess you got to throw Kevin in there. Um, what's his Epps? What's the Epps guy's name? Uh, Mike Epps. Mike Epps. To me, like, um, outside of him and Eddie Griffin, I think him and Eddie Griffin are like probably my personal two favorites out of those, out of that group, you know, yeah. as, as far as the funniest to me. Yo, oh. Eddie Griffin is yeah. hilarious. Him yeah. and Cat are very similar. Continue. So he Shannon Sharp interview, and I all seen my timeline. Like it was the same day the list. Like bro, waiting on the list, and I see everybody talking about Cat Williams. This shit went live. Yeah, like he did a premiere premiere on his uh, Shannon Sharp YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I caught it like. Well, like half hour in, I was like, "Let me, I gotta see this." I don't ever, I hardly ever watch. You know what I mean? Like, shine media, you know, shine media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to catch this one because everybody was talking. Like, he was dropping. He's he. Oh, cats on one, cats on one. You know, like I said, he's one of my, he's one of my fit, one of the truly guys I truly find funny. Yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle. I mean, I forgot to mention Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, right? Oh man, Cat Williams. Yo, he went in on everybody. Mm. Like, he basically was going in on, you know, a certain segment of black comedians that he felt that were plants, that weren't funny, that were stealing jokes. Mm. And he was, like, he was giving the lowdown of how it goes down in Hollywood and how these black comedians, you know, get deals and get movie roles and, and this, that, and the third, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shannon Sharp had a classic, got a classic on it. You know, he, he I know he just rubbed his hands. Like some of the stuff he was saying, he's like, like he, he couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? That he was laughing at some of the stuff and I, and it was crazy. And, and people was just, I never seen, a, like we had back to back weeks of like shine media interviews that had people in a fucking chokehold. Last week it was Umar. This week was Cat Williams. And I had to, I actually finished the whole thing. It was three hours long. Man. I had to finish that whole thing, man. You see any of it? I'm about an hour in. Okay. It seemed like everything I saw in the timeline was in that first hour, the first half hour, really. Like it jumps off like, immediately. Yeah. He really, he really dug right into it. And, um, like, what's the guy's name? Cedric Radio. No, not Cedric. Tra- uh, that- Travis Smiley. Yeah, he really had something for Travis. <laughs> like, yeah. damn. He roasted that name. He did him dirty. Um. Now I'm seeing today, I looked up to today, I seen Cedric put out a statement. Travis Smiley put out a statement. Kevin Hart put out a statement. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't even say anything. Like, I'm right. like, eh, whatever. Like, these guys got to come out and, like, make statements about this shit. Yeah. Like, 
from what you've seen, how much do you like nerd had a, a good point. He said, what nerd say in, 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 uh, well, let me go to, I have to go to his, uh, nerd had a good assessment of what, um, he thought was going on. Hold on. I gotta go to his fucking page. He said it was, it was some hate, some truth, some cap. And, uh, hold on a minute. I, I want to quote it correctly. Nerd back up to his own shenanigans. Ladies, <laughs> reply to this pic with you of your phone blocking your face. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd's hilarious. Where's, where the, did he put it in the, I just seen the tweet. Was it in the, the chat? Oh, here it is. I think Cat Williams' interview was a nice blend of truth, anger, bitterness, hate, and some cap. No difference when ever, than when anyone else is fed up. He said it's a mix of what? Truth, a nice blend of truth, anger, bitterness, hate, and some cap. No different than when anyone else is fed up. I want to know what part is cap. Nerd, what part do you think is cap? That's what I need to know. I think a lot of like, well, I think he says cap. I think he exaggerated. Like when, when he said, I, I read 3000 books a year, you know what I mean? I'm oh, like, okay. <laughs> His exaggerations. All right. Right. And, you know, he probably read a lot of books, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably he, more like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, him running a four, three forty with his kid or some shit. That like, was some fucking nothing. <laughs> like, like be for real, man. You was just fast. He was the fastest kid in your neighborhood. Leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But see that that's the thing, like people will grab onto that and say and try to discredit everything else that was said in the fucking in his interview and shit. Yeah. Like as far as the the entertainment aspects of it, man, to me, that's the he I think he was on point with damn near everything. Yeah. It was very accurate. It was very accurate. Here's my thing. I don't think I don't think the three thousand books was capped. I don't think the four point three is capped. And the reason why I, I believe this is because he mentioned that his parents were Jehovah's Witness. Are you familiar with Jehovah's Witness? Yeah. yeah. Like, how familiar are you with him? You ever been friends? Oh with no, a, I'm I'm a firmer of them, but I never. I don't think. Have you ever been friends I've with somebody? Who was, no, I've never been friends with anybody. Okay. Before. All right. Jehovah's Witness on some other shit, my nigga. Like there is. Oh, okay. It, it's it's almost retarded because it, it it's actually like it feels like a grift. But their people are in prison, right? So it's, I think the best analogy I can say is like Orthodox Jew slash Christian missionary because they got to go out and sell the shit, right? Like they have to actively go out and recruit people. I don't know if they got quotas, but they uh, many of them go, go out and actively, you know, they knock on your door, right? And you hide and shit when they come around. Or if you like me, you just open the door and you argue with them and, you know, you have a little bit of fun, right? Tell them, I don't believe in God. Who's God? And you start asking them questions about the Bible and Illuminati conspiracy theories and the hotep shit. So you can fuck with them like that. But um, my my best friend lived next door to um, a Jehovah's Witness family. And they had three daughters. One of them, the younger one was the rebel. She was like really bucking against that shit. Um, and 
what you notice about them is they're a very accomplished family. Like the, the other two daughters were like going on to be doctors and lawyers, right? So these are very serious people about life. And that's the good part about this. And it's because they understand that this Western society is, is just full of trash. So when Kat said he had a brother and sister or two brothers, I forget what it was, but I saw that three and I'm like, okay, so one of them is rebelling against the programming. So when he says things like he was reading, I'm like, when you Jehovah's Witness, you a Jehovah's Witness child. You don't go out and really play with your friends. You don't go to parties. You don't go to prom. You don't go to, you don't do none of that stuff. You have a really trash ass life. So I could see him being in the house just reading books, which is why I don't think it's Cap. It all made sense when he said the Jehovah's Witness thing. And I was like, oh, you had Jehovah's Witness parents. They're not they're not as bad as Seventh-day Adventists, although Seventh-day Adventists, is, they do the Saturday thing, too. And you have mm-hmm. some people that are Seventh-day Adventists. Um, and those those are like not as strict as Jehovah's Witness, but right there. Okay. So that's why I think that his story, you know, him leaving, going to Florida, blah, 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 blah. You know, it it sounds very believable because I could see somebody saying, nah, bro, we not finna do this. It's prison. It's literally prison under your parents. You know, you know, niggas can't read. So when they said he said three thousand books a year, niggas was just like, "What?" Yeah, you know, niggas ain't never heard no nigga read three thousand books. They was like, "Ain't no way a nigga read." That's racist. That is racist. This is and this is. See, let me put the big camera on. This is this is this is my issue with the black community and white supremacy. I said this a million times. You heard me. White supremacy only exists in the mind, particularly the black mind, and nobody perpetuates it more than the black mind. What does the black mind think? Oh, he's black. That nigga can't read. You don't even need the white man to tell you you can't read, you's an ignorant nigga, because the nigga next to you, the field niggas, is too busy telling the house nigga who made it in the house because he was educated. They telling him, oh, that nigga ain't read no books. That nigga can't read. It's, it's, it's uh, crab in a barrel syndrome. But that is true racism. You get it from your own people. How you not going to believe a nigga read 3,000 books? Why? Because your ass don't read. Because your parents never made you sit down and read. Like, really, what are we doing here? So I, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Uh, Seneca said I averaged three books, 30 books a month for three years. You see what I'm saying? Like, it depends on your upbringing. What your, ma- your parents made you do. Some parents made motherfuckers read. My parents, my dad, he made me read. You know, I, I used to be playing a video game and this shit would be like, you know, I was playing too long. He come off, come in and be like, yo, turn that game off. Go read a book. I come to him and be like, I go to my mom and be like, I'm hungry. He'd be like, go read a book. <laughs> like my dad is crazy. So you, again, that's that tether life. And you'll notice that sometimes with the seven day Adventists, Jehovah's Witness, sometimes they're foreigners too. They're, they're tethers as well. Uh, not all the time, but sometimes. I've been trying to get my daughter to read. I'm like, man, why don't you fucking read a book? Man? Put that phone down. <laughs> and read a book, right? <laughs> read a book. Yeah. Simply a little half step in and stuff like that. I try to explain to her, like, like yo, because you know what I mean? 
it's it's more difficult. You know, Cat grew up in the era, you know, pre cell phone, pre internet, like super internet. So yeah, like when I was a kid, I used to read all the time. That's all I did, really. Mm-hmm. Like I remember school, right? They gave us a book for a book report. This was like eighth grade. I was like, I'm gonna be a dickhead, right? Mm-hmm. I went home, read the whole book, came back the next day, told everybody the class. <laughs> That's a real nigga shit. I like that. <laughs> That's some positive work right there. See? You know what I mean? I don't know. It was just interesting that like, I was like, man, I, once I got into it, I was like, man, I'm fucking, I got the whole thing done. And I was like, I came back next day. That's how my dad used to make me do my homework. Teacher used to come home. She'd be like, yo, he'd be like, what you got for homework? I'd be like, chapter one. He'd be like, do chapter one through five. I'm like, she said, do chapter one. Do one through five. Right. And, you know, what was crazy was he would make me do one through five. I'd have to do it in another notebook because, you know, you're not allowed to write that. You're not allowed to go ahead of the class and write in a notebook. So, right. I, you know, my dad used to make me do that. And it was funny because chapter two would come around and I wouldn't have to do homework because I had already did it. it that, <laughs> you know, so you always teach it. That's a good idea, man. That's a good reminder. Always go ahead. Yeah, I've been trying to tell him. I was like, man, just get the shit done. You know what I mean? Like, what the, but you know, I don't know. It's I try. I can't get too or like that. But um, so I got anyway. a new. I got a new rule. What? Got a new rule. Street lights. Remember street lights? Yeah. So street lights was was for outside. Right? Yeah. But our kids don't go outside no more. Their outside is the device. So now hmm. my rule is, you got no device. So street lights come on. When the sun up. You better find something to do, nigga. Don't turn nothing on the screen. Don't turn the PlayStation on. Don't turn the TV on. Don't turn the motherfucking phone on. No iPad. No computer. Nah, nigga. Go do some fucking push-ups. Read a book. That's my new rule. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good idea. Well, I've been getting her to go to the gym with me, so but she didn't go today. She had dance day. But anyway, back to back to Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Williams. Jeez, Cat Williams. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Oh, have mercy. So Cat, you know, he's go he was going in on all these uh, comedians. And then I noticed one thing I did notice, you know, he went in on Kevin Hart. And then I went on Twitter today and the 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 Kevin Hart Did he post his did Kevin Hart post this on Twitter? He um he I think he did. It was an Instagram or Twitter. I think he did both. And he dropped uh, the trailer to his latest film. Man, I started noticing like people came into people. He had strong people came caping for Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. I looked at everybody that was caping for him. Location: Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was like, <laughs> got his hometown on lock. You know what? No, but it's not his hometown. It's people trying to be get on from his hometown. You know what mm. I mean? So all the comedians and shit like that, that from Philly and shit, they wasn't trying to step on no toes and shit like that. Mm. You know, because Cat Williams said that Kevin Hart came up strictly on the East Coast. And then when he came to the West Coast, he already had a TV deal and all that. Mm. He said, usually with comedians, you got to do a tour or tour the country and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like he didn't do anything on the West Coast and shit like that. Now I respect Kevin Hart's grind, but like as far as comedians go, like I don't know. I've seen like one special I thought was funny from Kevin Hart. Um, 
I think I seen one. I think the I what was it, the one with Cube. What was it Ride Along? I thought that was pretty funny. Didn't see that. But other than that, like to me, he's like more funny like on TV or like in impromptu videos, like like in person. Like like as far as his like TV and movies and shit like that and, and stand up, like he's a hit or miss with me. But like I think he's funny in like in real life funny. You know what I mean? Like I've seen like impromptu videos, he had me crying and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, I dropped if you check your DM, I dropped like this is an example of the people that were coming to the defense of uh Kevin Hart. Right? <laughs> Read Wait. this important tweet. <laughs> Wait, I see him kissing the rock and getting yeah. bent over by Shaq. Yeah, but you gotta read you gotta read the spark spank Okay, tweet. here we go. He comes back every three to five years to talk about the same shit. So instead of telling the truth, you want to lie about the movies that hit your desk first. LOL. What homosexual role did Kevin do in them five movies? You couldn't leave the country uh, to do fool's gold in Australia. So the role got passed to Kev. And then that's when somebody posted him doing some gay shit in the movies. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. They got him. This 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 looks like uh, classic buck breaking. <laughs> classic buck breaking here. Call a spade a spade. Yeah, and of course the guy doesn't reply to that uh, tweet. Of course not. Um, but you know that's what Kev uh, Cat Williams was saying. Like he would get the scripts. He was saying that he would he got the same script scripts scripts mm-hmm. that Kevin Hart got for these movies. And he, all he asked the, the, the writer is like, yo, can you take, can you take this scene down where Shaq's bucket dry helping me in the butt? <laughs> can you take this scene out while I'm kissing the rock? <laughs> they were like, yeah, well, we'll look at it. Uh, cat, we'll get back to you. The next thing you know, Kevin said, I'll do it. <laughs> I kissed the rock. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's what he's basically saying. You know, I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Oh man. (laughs) Like some people say they do, there's some stuff that they ain't going to do. And that's, that's, that's fine. But I mean, I guess Kevin will do it. There's always going to be somebody to do it. The man know that. Yeah. He said, yeah. all right, you don't want to do it, Negro. We got somebody going to take these millions. Yeah. So he's calling Kevin Hart a plant. Then I've seen some people call, you know, like, this, like somebody calling him a plant doesn't mean he's not talented. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got to have some talent for them to use him as a plant. Mm. Like, People act like we're trying to discredit Kev or something like that. No, we're just saying that, like, they, yo, they picked him up because they said he he's going to be a, a, an agreeable Negro. He's going to be a safe Negro. We can use him. Yeah. A plant. Yeah. Like, people want to say, people said Eminem's a plant. People have said K-Dot's a plant. You know? Yeah. These guys are talented. Well, by plant, 
plant's the wrong term to use. Right. Really, what you want to say is buck broken. <laughs> if, if if you allowed to be buck broken, like you know, it's a a good example. Of somebody who's never been buck broken is Jay Z, right? It's never been buck broken, right? And and if you look at Jay Z, he's never had Hollywood success, and he's never had music success. Let's be honest. Hove singles don't go platinum. Hove Vol- who had pretty had a lot of success. You said what? Volume two. The Annie Jones. Volume two had success, but that look how many albums he dropped. He dropped Reasonable Doubt, then he dropped Volume One, then Volume Two. He had success because he took the Annie sample. Right. He had the Annie sample, and that helped him out a lot. And he talks about that album, and that was his least lyrical album. Yeah, it was. It was his least lyrical album. That was a commercial built album. And even that one didn't have huge commercial success as an album. He had single success, but as an album, that album didn't sell like albums were selling at that time. Hove was never an album sales guy because he never really had the machine behind him. Him and Dame were independent. That All of those sales was because of him and Dame, him, Dame and Biggs. And they had the streets on lock. And that's what's key to all of this. And, 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 and Russ said that to me when I spoke to Russ. You know, it's about taking over the streets. And this ties into what Strong Dad was saying on the Griff Report the other day. He was like, yo, you know, black leadership for the black community. You know, how are Hotep's going to be that? And I'm like, you know, are we going to see mainstream success? And the, the, the black communities never really operated off of the mainstream. We've never operated off the mainstream. That's, that's true in fact. Like, some of our greatest heroes... Even today, you would look at somebody like NBA Youngboy, right? Who has massive success without a whole lot of machine behind them, right? Um, people tend to like that underground. The, 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 the hood likes saying, oh, I found this dude first. Right. You know that to be true. Like, oh, I, I, I listened to him first, right? I discovered that artist. So it's much more about discovery. So when it comes to our leadership, you got people like... Um, Eddie Griffin and Cat Williams. Eddie Griffin and Cat Williams are independent content creators. They don't have the machine behind them. Why? Because they don't allow the machine to buck break them. So you don't see that massive Hollywood success. But the hood respect Cat. The hood respects Eddie Griffin. That's why these guys could be independent. And the machine won't talk about them, so you'll think that they're broke. You'll think that they're not successful. Meanwhile, they're selling out tours across the country because you can't stop business. You can't. America is is set up for corporations to succeed. So all you need to do is put together your marketing plan and advertising plan and go to market with a good product, and people are going to buy. Just because... CNN and and all the fucking left-wing organizations don't talk about you don't mean that you're not successful like people will say shit to me like Hotep Jesus you fell off and I'm like fell off I'm like I'm making more money now than I ever have like how did I fall off and it's like because people think if you're not on these other shows then you're not successful. Like if you don't have, if you're not on Fox consistently, like I haven't been on Fox in three months. So they think like, oh, I haven't been on, when was the last time we've been on Tim Cass, right? And it's just like, or, or I haven't been on Rogan like in a year or whatever. 
So people, you know, think of that as a lack of success, which comes back to that racist mindset where, or actually that mainstream mindset where if the mainstream don't co-sign you, then you're not doing good out here. Meanwhile, people are still watching you and contacting you and doing business with you. Like, yo, I fuck what you're doing. Let's work. You know what I'm saying? So, again, people got to get out of that that mainstream mindset. Like, you need that cosign from, you know, the, the, the media outlets and et cetera, et cetera. You know? Um, damn, my bad. Um, I'm getting a text message here. My bad. Um, so people think you need that cosign. You don't need that cosign. Like put together a good business business plan, marketing plan, advertising plan, and go to market. You think you're gonna stop? Hotel's been told you. You think Hotel's been told you needs a cosign? We got the Grifties coming up. Who's coming to the Grifties? Anomaly asked to be a presenter. Bryson Gray is has just joined and confirmed. We got Chrissy Mayer. We got Alex Stein all coming to the Grifties. These are some popular personalities. We got Shane Cashman from IR, from Timcast IRL. We got the Timcast people coming to our shit. Why? Because people respect the grind, yo. People respect the grift. And when you put out good work, people always going to respect it. But you don't got to run to mainstream. You got to run to Hollywood. You know what what put this in perspective for me was um being in the music industry. Um I got an aunt, my cousin's mother, um shout out to Red. She um got a big ass house down south. Make mad money. Never heard of her. She does music. Bro, her and her band get stupid paper. You yeah. know what they do? They do weddings, my nigga. They they go and they perform at weddings. They yeah. charge ten to twenty thousand per wedding, and they're booked for a wedding every weekend and a book for the next year. You think she give a fuck about being signed to a record label when she's making her and her band are making forty thousand bands a month, and that's just from weddings? They they called her to do vocals on a Michael Jackson album. You would never know her. That you know the fake Michael Jackson album they put out. She was on there. Her voice is on there. Okay. Her. Huh? Okay. No. Her, her work her work is on there. You would never know who she was. So people think you got to be seen. You know, another thing that put it in perspective for me in music industry was Joe Button. Joe Button was another one who got blackballed. Right? I watched Joe Button pack out SOBs off of mixtapes. He was charging $30 a pop. $500 for VIP. VIP, you get to enter the arena early and you get a sign-in and you get a shirt or whatever, whatever. So I looked at the venue. I did the math on the tickets he sold and the VIP. And I said, oh, shit. Joe made $20,000 tonight. <laughs> and he's yeah. got a show in two days doing the same thing. I said, Joe's a millionaire. And he's blackballed. off of a mixtape and putting 300 people in a venue 300 fuck madison square garden you know all these thousands and yeah and look where joe is now because he was able to reinvest his dollars into his own thing 
Now he's got the Spotify deal. Now he's got his millions. Gilly, Gilly and Wallow. Gilly been grinding since forever. I remember being backstage with him with Money Mount out of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Shout out to Mount. Gilly been grinding. He finally got his just doing, got the deal with. All you got to do is be consistent, grind, and don't buck break, yo. You don't got to buck break. People be like, Hotep Jesus, how come you ain't on yet? Nigga, because I won't buck break. I went on Fox and was talking about Henry Kissinger <laughs> before he died. <laughs> you serious? I talk about the Federal Reserve. You think Fox Business is going to have the black guy talking about CBDCs and the Federal Reserve on? No. They want somebody who's buck broken. Um, Don't another... buck break, people. Don't buck break. Yo, another point on uh, the Shannon and Sharp. He got ten million one day, right? Uh -huh. That's great for him. Um, you know, he just fresh off an apology. He was talking about Meg Thee Stallion. We talked about her earlier. He wanted to do some nasty things to Meg Thee Stallion. He had to apologize. Oh yeah. Got into this, you know. Cat Williams was like, remember he, he there was an Epstein. Like he said, Chris Tucker. Oh, we had the Friday Chris Tucker. Nowadays we got the uh, <laughs> the uh, Epstein list Chris Tucker. <laughs> You should have saw shit. You see, you see that kid in that part yet? I didn't get to that part yet. Oh you spoiled it for me. What saw happened? Shannon's face. Shannon, like, oh my god, like you know what I mean? Um, this the uh, nerd wants to ask, uh, wants to ask. Does Shannon Sharp need to be careful with uh, you know, uh, this type of uh, no, 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 no. He does not. No, he does not. If he's smart, if he's smart. He does not. Going back and apologizing is not the smart thing to do. And that's where white folks get shit fucked up. That's some white PR culture shit, right? Where, you know, and then they train the black PR chicks to do the same shit. Where it's like, if something happens, just come out and apologize to clean up your image. And it's just like, nah. Like, don't acknowledge bullshit. Because half this shit, especially now, is astroturfed by fucking bots. It's not even real people complaining about this shit. It's bots. I posted some shit about Epstein earlier. I got a whole bunch of Democrat bots. I'm like, yo, how y'all even find my tweet? Come on. Come on. Ain't nobody in the Democrats watching Hotep Jesus. I'm blocked by everybody. So it's these bots. And, it, and the tweets popped up all at the same time. All quick and shit in a minute. So it's not even real backlash. So, so. The reason why you can't cancel Shannon Sharp is because he got the culture. And that's what I was talking about before when Russ said, yo, you got to have the streets. And, and, and Shannon is a staple in black culture. He got the cognac on the table. He's an NFL superstar. TV commentator. He ain't never did no funny money shit. He ain't never been buck broken. Nigga got muscles, so you can't test him. Right. He's not, can't, you cannot, he does, does he need to be careful? I think everybody needs to be careful. But him in particular, no. He, he what he said about Meg the Stallion, Meg should be calling and thanking him for the plug. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, um, it, 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 it is, yeah, you just can't, you, you, no, he does not need to, no. Somebody said HJ much more of a real nigga on the show compared to Twitter. How are you supposed to show your personality on Twitter? Like, 
I never got that. That's why I be telling people like, yo, come to the show. Don't think, don't look at Hotep G's what you see in these tweets and think you know me. Come watch the show and come fuck with me so we can add some nuance because you can't get a message across in 280 characters. That's why I just stick to, you know, whatever tweets I'm tweeting out. And plus, like, and, and, and this shit ain't even for the timeline. Like, the shit we talking about, like, I ain't even tweet the link out for the show tonight. Because it's like, I don't want to live in that world of influencers and grifters. Like, make sure you tweet out the link. Nah, this is a secret society. We got our fam right here. They looking for it. They going to be here. I don't got to tweet the link out and do all this, you know, weird, you know, best strategy shit. Nah, fuck that, yo. But come to the show, come get the nuance and come and come fuck with us and you'll, and you'll see what's really real. But on Twitter, you can't, I can't go on Twitter and say some of the shit I'll be saying on the show. Cause everybody just takes shit out of context and everybody wild out. And it's just like, now I'm muting. Like the other day I tweeted some shit. Everybody started responding. I just mute the tweet. You know what I mean? So I don't even want to, you, you can't even tweet shit on Twitter no more because everybody's fucking sensitive. You know what I mean? Everybody's fucking sensitive. Everybody wants to look more into it than what's really there. And, and on Twitter, I really just like talking about fucking money, to be honest with you. I like talking about the Federal Reserve, CBDCs, and, and, and men of water. But if you want that real, come to the show. Um, so yeah, it's three hours long, ladies and gentlemen. Like, if you have a chance this week, this weekend, go watch that Shannon Sharp uh, interview not, with Cat Williams. And that's not that's not on you, Snoop, uh, Soupy, because you said he comment every Thursday. That's not on. That's not me responding to you. That's me using you to respond to everybody that thinks that same way. Because there's mad people that say that shit. I had a brother the other day. Matter of fact. Remember when they tried to get me in that Twitter space with all them ADOS niggas? So we get in the Twitter space an hour later, the ADOS niggas going, oh, this nigga kind of cool. I'm like, nigga, who the f do y'all fucking even watch my YouTube? How you drawing conclusions? These little niggas that just found black nationalism last week. Nigga, I was born a black nationalist in 1980. Y'all niggas is late. Y'all put me to sleep with the shit y'all talking about. I covered that shit. It's Ali Shakur. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So like niggas be thinking one thing of me and then like, that's why I be walking around in the street. Niggas run up on me. They be like, yo, Hotep Jesus, keep doing what you're doing. It be hood niggas too. I fucks with your show. Thank you. Appreciate you. Keep it moving. But the hood fuck with me. The, the Twitter niggas don't fuck with me because Twitter niggas is Twitter niggas. They don't, they don't got the attention span to sit down and watch an hour show. So I can never talk to somebody that can't sit down and watch an hour or two hour show. They got TikTok brain. Definitely, like Twitter niggas is is definitely, um, definitely a different breed. Um, anyway, so yeah, and if you have time, watch it. Um, we can't even cover everything that went down. It's 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 an incredible interview. Um, on uh next up, nerd includes Jason Whitlock. <laughs> Yo, I did see this. Uh, uh. Jason put up a, a screenshot of whatever was on the screen and it had some sexual content. I forget what it was, right? Like, um, <laughs> it was like a sexually, uh, oriented ad, right? And he's like, I'm tired of seeing this stuff. It was on ESPN. Matter of fact, it was on ESPN webpage and it was about, um, balls deep inside of me is a great way to spend your birthday. 
one piece funny happy birthday him husband boyfriend birthday gift decorations so he complains to twitter about it twitter tries to say that he got the ad because it's a targeted ad because he'd be searching the film <laughs> but i mean i mean even if he did, if even if that was the case, I'm not sure that. My point is, why is that ad on ESPN.com? Like, that doesn't fit to me. It's a network. It's probably like ad roll or something like that. Right. It's a it's an ad network. So basically the way these things work is um, so there's a company out there called Ad Roll, and um it, it's very much cookie driven. So you could do retargeting on there. So what happens is you can have, have a company and want to advertise, right? And yeah. AdRoll has already made negotiations with companies like Sports Illustrated, ESPN, Rolling Stone, all the big majors, right? And they say, look, we have access to these websites. If you want access to ESPN's audience, you can join our network and place your ads on here. Then you place your ads on there, they get approved. And if they get approved, then they appear on said networks. Obviously, whatever network this is, is very loose with their rules. And 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 huh. I got to tell you, Facebook would have banned this ad. This this ad would not have gotten approved on Facebook. Um, it probably would not have gotten approved on Google either. Um, it, it, Facebook, definitely. They might even ban your ad account. I've had my ad account banned for, well, my ad account's banned now. <laughs> I had to ask White Mike to... Um, make a page for us so I could advertise for the grifties. That's how bad shit is. Um, so, you know, the, it, it is what it is, but either, either he was looking up, what the fuck is a him husband boyfriend? Cause this shit is homosexual too. So either he was looking up gifts for his boyfriend or gifts or, um, you know, birthday gifts or something, or he was looking at, you know, some nasty shit. But this is specifically targeted based upon your cookies. And it could be random depending on, you know, if he has a VPN or it could be random in that case. Based right. upon how his VPN is set up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But usually you'll have male oriented things because it's ESPN. So anyway, um, Katie Nolan, um, I guess she's in she's in sports or something like that she retweeted whitlock's tweet right you said who katie nolan okay um is she a sports uh person or she's she a says, popular personality who's worked for espn and fox sports uh recently she's uh friday night baseball and nbc sports um so anyway tv person tv lady never she seen her before whitlock right and yeah. then a separate tweet said, uh, sorry to retweet him. Is this there are tears running down my face? Happy New Year all. <laughs> he said, while all I'm just reading from all this article, they you know, wanted I love I you know, I, I, I think we need more websites like these to explain twit like what's happening on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like is this Katie Nolan uh Jason Whitlock beef explained? While all of sports Twitter was mocking Whitlock, he chose to single out Nolan because he's a conservative male and she's a woman. 
He tweeted, Katie, you should have learned to leave me alone. It's not my fault. You couldn't come out Harris your way to the top of ESPN or Fox Sports. <laughs> you gave it your best shot. <laughs> he said, every simp in sports media wanted to be your Willie Brown. Damn. Don't blame me. It was you. Oh, my Lord. This is petty. This right up there with Calendar Gate. Yo, that's that shows you Whitlock is OG Black Twitter because that's how you either tweet through it right when somebody's giving you when you get hell when Twitter turns on you. Yeah, you've got two options: tweet through it, log off, or you got three options: or pick one person and go in. Right? Yep. Yep. Single one of them out, make an example out of them. Get one good one <laughs> off. You only need one good one. 1.8 million views. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You wait for one good one. I've done that before. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, the, the, damn, he went hard on her, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is um that's that's what you call uh disrespect. Oh that, that was disrespectful. She was if she had a husband, they gotta fight. Maybe, but see, the thing is, Whitlock's in that realm. So, you know, he probably heard. I'm sure he didn't say that out of the clear blue sky. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know Katie Nolan from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But I, I mean, I don't blame Whitlock for that. That's how you're supposed to do it. If, if Twitter turns on you, man, you only got a couple options, man. And that's one of them. When he pulled, he pulled. He got it off, right? And people forgot about the ad that quick, right? That quick. That quick. That's all it takes. Um... It's going winning on Whitlock. It's going been on his neck. <laughs> ain't nothing new, man. He's been going. On <laughs> Jeez, I think it's going to be forever, man. In the afterlife, they're going to be beefing and shit. They like two grumpy old men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Oh, this is right up your alley. Pause. What's this? Cameron. Oh, this is perfect. Let me pull it Cameron, up. Cameron says he doesn't consider himself an African American. He's a Black American. Uh, he, I see a lot of Black Twitter agreeing with him. Uh, this is from Nerd. I see some Africans saying Cam needs to touch grass because Africans have love for Black America. Uh, I, do you have the 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 video? I I didn't I got watch the video. Check your DM right now, and we're gonna pull it up. We're gonna play it, and I'm gonna give you my honest take. Honest with you. I'm be totally gotta, honest with you. Now you gotta remember. Cam is top five MCs alive, not dead or alive, alive, top five MCs. He's, he's definitely one of those people that can make a top five. His freestyle this week was insane too. Um, you ready? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. Three, two, one. Honest with you. I'm be totally honest with you. And I know we got to get back to our topics. We already a few minutes in. Um, I rather feel in black than African American. Because our Africans don't even fuck with us. Wow. Because they don't. And Americans do? 
well, you're American, Mace. You're, you're born in America. When you go to the Olympics, and when I say yeah. African-American, you go over there, they call us Yankees and all that. They fuck with us, but they, they, we're, not, we're not from the motherland. We're from, the Amer- we're from America. So I would say I'm a black American. When we go to the Olympics as a country and somebody mm-hmm. black is fighting from the United States, you don't say African-American. Mm-hmm. You say American. You don't even put a color on it. It's an American fighter yeah. fighting a European fighter, or China, China or uh, Japanese or anything. You, you're known in the Olympics as an American. It doesn't matter what color you are. You're an American fighting against somebody from Cameroon or um, Senegal, whatever. The point being is they don't categorize it when it's world competition but when it's other shit, it needs to be categorized. So I consider myself a black American. I don't consider myself African-American. And shout out to all my niggas in Africa. Much love. But y'all don't consider us real Africans. Yeah. All right. All right. You ready to break this down? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, um... All right, so first things first, um, we are not real Africans. We watered down niggas, okay? White man watered us down over the years. We don't have pure African blood, okay? And I'm telling you this because as a soccer coach, um, these African kids got some other special shit going on with these motherfuckers. Okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what food gets passed around, but... That African blood, these niggas is superior. They are built like solid, you know, from birth. So the African body is definitely, I would say, the most superior body on the planet. Okay. Just genetically. We are not that. We get a piece of that. That's why we could jump high and all of that shit. But that African body is something else. Okay. And I hate to sound like a slave master here and, you know, (laughs) measure up the physical prowess of the African body. Um, he says, says the Jamaican. Okay. Now Jamaicans are, are much less watered down. These are now Jamaicans and Africans are very similar in that they not watered down like the black American. Okay. Um, now you got some black Americans that are pitch black and now these motherfuckers are African. That, okay, this is pure African body, right? The darker you are, the more African you are. So when you look at Uncle Hotep, you look at myself, you can tell I'm a watered-down Negro. Uncle Hotep is definitely more Ghanaian. You can look at Uncle Hotep and tell that's, that's, that's African blood running through his veins, okay? So when you look at the foreigners, the, you know, you, you'll see a difference, Okay, a difference. So it is important to delineate between. Now, you say African-American because you want to omit the African. I would not do that. Personally, I would not do that. But I understand wanting to be called black American, although I wouldn't say black is the right term. Actually, black is probably the wrong term. You're better off saying, um, you know, uh, foundational American uh, you know, indigenous American, I would probably say colored or copper colored, 
you know, something to that effect. You know, you know, they said colored, you, you know, back in the day was wrong. No, colored might be right. I don't know. But it definitely ain't black because black is the wrong term to use. OK, now. Do Africans like us or, or fuck with us? No, I don't like you niggas. OK, nobody. Americans. Let's just remove black from this situation. Americans don't like Americans. Nobody in the world likes Americans. Let's call a spade a spade. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. When you go overseas, everybody goes, ugh, an American. No matter what color you are, everybody goes, ugh, an American. Or they go, oh, cool, an American. Right? Because we're either cool, but we're usually cool because we're just so fucking derelict. Like, America is the casino of the world. We are the Las Vegas of the world. So Americans usually don't get much respect. And that usually comes back to the fact that if you look at our test scores in English and math, they tell you why the rest of the world don't respect us. Because third world countries outperform us in school. Okay? And that's terrible. So Americans, period, don't get respect from foreigners. So foreigners come here and they look at Americans and they go, you lazy. And a black American is the laziest of all of them. This is true. I grew up with a Jamaican father who used to tell me, yo, look at these niggas. They lazy. Look at these niggas. They lazy. They don't want, they don't want to work. Don't be like these niggas. And my dad does not like niggas. I'm telling you right now, if you, if you swap my dad, with the KKK, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> but he's still the most pro-black nigga. I cannot explain it. Like, he'll sit here and tell you how the white man bad and then trash niggas in the next sentence. And that's because nobody likes Americans, specifically black Americans, because we've been destroyed by the system the most through World War II, Vietnam, crack era, the, uh, which was all Reagan, then the Clinton crime bill, uh, and, then, and then now here we are, the result of, of, of Woodrow Wilson and everybody else, right? Segregation to integration, we've just been shat on. So what you look at is uh, a group of, and this is why it, it might be important to delineate and, and separate us from the pack of the diaspora because we've been shit on the most. Okay. And, 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 and we've, what America has produced in the black America in order to understand it, you would have to study science. Okay. And they study rats and mice and all this stuff. Right. And what they do is they feed certain mice, certain stimuli, whether it's intellectual or nutritional. And what they find is that in the experiments, mice with better nutrition tend to be smarter than in mice that have a lesser nutrition. So when you take black Americans, as as Cameron has called us, and you give them a low nutrition diet, you would expect a lower IQ. You would expect poor behavior from these people coupled in with all the other cultural defects that come along with America and Americans and Hollywood and music and all of that. Right. So we are we are that rat in the experiment who has been deprived of nutrition intellectually and um, and diet and, and diet wise as well.
okay? In Africa, you can be poor and have a great diet. Hotep, you're a genius. Let me break this down. I was in Tanzania, okay? Two stories when I was in Tanzania. I'm going to tell the diet one first, and I'll tell you the intellectual one after. The people who are poor got on a boat, went out to the sea, caught a fish, caught some crab, came back, cooked up some rice, and I'm watching these niggas eat, and I'm like, I can't even get fresh food like that in America. Now, they're going to go back to a shanty town, but their diet was insane. I sat there on a the beach with what people would call poor Africans, and I watched them do things physically that just blew my mind. They're on the beach dancing in a handstand. Having fun. Bunches of them. They handstand dancing. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is strong as shit. All of them fit. There's not a, I didn't see a single matter of fact, the one person they said he liked to hang with Mzungu. Okay, this is Swahili for the white man. So the Mzungu. And if you look at the people close to the Mzungu, they were fat. So the security guard who was in charge of watching the white man's shit was fat. And everybody else was fucking fit. So that's the nutritional advantage of being an African because of the climate. Food grows wild. Okay. Now, the intellectual aspect. I go to Africa. I sit down. And there's a bit of racism and love in this story. I sit down at one end of the table and I'm there with the Mzungu from Germany. Okay. I'm there with the Mzungu from Germany because that's why I'm there because I'm working with them. I'm their marketing director. We're working with an African. We have a meeting with the African company. The African man sit on the other side of the table and he looks at me in the eyes and he says, welcome home. I looked him in the eye and I said, thank you. And he had the shocked look on his face because he thought I was one of these Negroes who don't look at Africa as home. So he was shocked. So the, the, the racism here is he saw a black American or a, 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 a copper color, colored American. He thought I was one of these ignorant niggas and that's his bias. That's his stereotype. Okay. Of me. Now, when I say thank you, immediately he's shocked like, oh shit, who is this nigga? Cause he ain't never met a hotep before. Now, when you go third story, I'm sorry. When I was kicking with the natives, cause I'm not hanging out with Mzungu. I'm kicking it with the natives. Cause I want to kick it with my people. I'm in Africa. I don't want to hit kick it with the people that's close to Mzungu. Give me close to the natives. Where's my people at? And my peoples don't fuck with me. So I got another dude, dude there that see I want to fuck with him. And he translating for me. And he telling me what they saying. He, he's saying to me that they saying black Americans don't fuck with them. And I'm talking through the translator and I'm telling him, tell them. I said, it's thousands of black Americans that know they African and love you motherfuckers. And he translated and said that to him. And they looked at me like, what? I said, yes. They love you. Then we started working out. They started, they had this like metal pipe and they put concrete on the end. I'm working out with them. They ain't never worked out with American in their life, let alone a black American. And they all fuck with me. They all fucked with me. Okay. Blew their fucking mind. 
what happens is when you get the visa and you go to these countries, they tell you, don't talk to the locals. Don't talk to the locals. Then they tell the locals, don't fuck with the people because we'll come arrest you. If you're messing with the people that are on the resort, because the resort is like right here. And then there's like a, a pier. And I guess the locals was hanging out on the pier. But if they walk past that, that security guard, they'll arrest the locals on their own land. And they don't like that shit. But so they tell the locals, don't fuck with the Americans. And they tell the Americans, don't fuck with the locals. And this is the psyop that the Mazungu has put on our people to tell the African, the black American don't fuck with them and tell the black American, the African don't fuck with them. So we got these stereotypes. And when we meet, we already have preconceived notions. And this is part of the divide tactic. We are African. We are African. We are a little watered down. We are a little fucked up. We are that rat in that experiment, but we are African. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. All right, I'm going to read what, you know, the resident, um, the resident uh, issuance of, uh, of decrees on black matters on the internet, Dr. Umar Johnson. I'm going to read his, his response to Cameron on Instagram. Okay. My dear brother Cameron, I must respectfully disagree with your logic. America isn't even 250 years old. To say you're not African is synonymous with saying your people have no history beyond July 4th 1776, mm. or August 20th, 1619. Mm -hmm. You do not find it odd that we are the only people in the United States who routinely and publicly renounce the land of our origin. Not only do Chinese, Indians, Arabs, and Latinos, etc., identify with their ancestral homeland, but they also contribute financially to their mother country's empowerment. You mentioned the Olympics. Are you aware that many American citizens regularly represent their ancestral homelands in the sporting contest between the nations? Yes, they are American citizens, but when it comes time for war or competition, they stand unapologetically with their people under the flag of their mother country. Cam, please do not make blanket statements like Africans don't F with us. It's true, many do not. But as someone who regularly spends time on the mother continent and throughout the African diaspora, I can assure you there are many more who do support us. We can't be so dismissive of our African brethren when we never dismiss white America, even after her 400-year dehumanization and genocide campaign against American African people. Have you visited Africa as of yet? If so, how many country, different countries have you toured? Please do not draw conclusions based off of a few poor interactions with some political, unconscious, self-hating Afropeans <laughs> here in America. Remember, America doesn't allow pan-Africans-minded brothers and sisters from the African diaspora to enter the country, this country. She only tolerates the colorblind anti-American African who will not join forces with us to cross our borders. The real African revolutionaries are in Africa. They haven't been in Harlem since the days of the most honorable Marcus Mazzag Garvey, uh, 1916, 1927. United we stand, divided we fall, my brother. Um, well put. Yeah, especially the, that last part. I, I think, uh, you know, go visit, you know, don't, don't let, you know, uh, a few interactions, you know, like, I don't, I, I try not to make that blanket statement. You know, I know there's some that like, there's some, you know, that like, Hey, stay away from these, uh, these Akatas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, in my, you know, in my, um, in my experience, like if I think if you make a step forward as a black American to, to get to know or talk to some to an African, they'd be cool with you. 
You know what I mean? Like I think you got to make you got to make uh, an attempt. And I think a lot of times Black Americans think we we above that attempt to make to to, to put that hand out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes we above that. You know, I always try to learn something from somebody, and that's why I think Black Americans should learn. You know, uh, but on the other hand, Cam got. I mean, a lot of people are agreeing with Cam because they they feel like, you know, we don't have much culturally. Now, this is not our fault. You know, this is something that's that's just his how history went down. We don't have as much. We don't have. We have more culture. We're we're culturally closer culturally to the white American than to any, you know, Nigerian, Ghanans. You know what I mean? So. That's, I mean, but that's just how it went down. You know what I mean? That, I mean, that could, that, that's unfortunate. You know, he named these other, you know, the Chinese, you know, the Indians, they, they, they still keep their culture because mo- a lot of them are recent immigrants, you know, um, maybe the Latinos, you know, I mean, some of the certain selves is Puerto Rican, but you know, like Puerto Rican from the Bronx, is he going to say he's from the Bronx or he Puerto Rican? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's just a, a unfortunate part of history that happened to us, but um, I don't know. I, I I see it. I see it both. I think Black Americans have to make a a conscious effort to put their hand, extend the olive branch to the brothers and sisters from the motherland. Yeah, and also we can also do that while while also keeping our cultural and ethnic you know, practices, stuff like that. There's no, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, we do a little stuff a little bit different here, but we shouldn't be downplaying, you know, people that look like us because they do stuff different. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, somebody in the chat mentioned the fact that they sold niggas in slavery. I mean, shit. I mean, that's, I mean, I, that's how, the, I mean, that's how history crumbles, man. Shit. We was worth selling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want me to say? You know what I mean? I'm prime stock. They didn't sell you niggas. You niggas, they knew you niggas wasn't going to work. Come on now. <laughs> you know, my my response to that is is twofold. Uh, number one is, all you telling me is that them niggas was trying to get money. That's yeah. all you telling me that, okay, so they were running a corporation. They had power. Black man, you couldn't sell a black man right now if you wanted to. You have to sell him to Epstein. <laughs> you ain't got no agency. The white man sells the black man now. You don't even sell yourself. You don't even sell yourself. The white man sells you. So you're talking about Africans sold you. Now the white man sells you consistently for generations. The second part to my response is stop being a bitch. That sounds like some emotional shit you got to get over. Oh, they sold us. They sold us. It was a business transaction. Nigga, you got the raw end of the deal. Shit happens. Move the fuck on. Your tribe lost the war and you were captured and therefore you were sold as slaves. Maybe your tribe should have kicked some ass and won. But all you telling me is that Something was happening. All you're doing is pointing to the richness of African history when you say that. 
You're saying a white man had to come to the black man for something. So now you got to travel down the rabbit hole of, okay, well, who are these Africans? How much power did they have? Where did that power come from? Who was the power before them? When you yeah. remove yourself from Africa, you remove yourself from history. That's the greatest part of what Umar said. When you move yourself from Africa, you remove yourself from your history. That's stupid. Yeah, you can't you can't like hold that like against you know what I mean. You should be like shit. Thank you, thank thank you, my brother. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I'm in America. <laughs> uh, I seen you finally got here. Thank you. <laughs> we meet again. <laughs> Had to bring your ass now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> right? You had uh, to leave Africa, didn't you? Come here. White man put this good country together for your ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, me personally, I still want to get there before I, I pass, I pass this earth. You know, I want to take my two daughters over there. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, my dad, he never, he said he never even wanted to go. You know what I mean? It's just, it's different for everybody. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like, uh, I want to see it for myself, you know, because I, when I was in college, I knew this, uh, a good buddy of mine uh, was uh, from Ghana. He was like, and I made some stupid comment about like huts or something like that. He was mm -hmm. like, man, don't believe that shit. It's not like that over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to see it for myself. You know what I mean? So um, I want, I want to show y'all something. I want to show y'all the difference between how small minded people think and how big minded people think. And in order to do this, I have to find an email. Here it is. Um, I, I, I saved this email and I just read it. I want to say today or recently. Mm -hmm. um, damn, where did I save this to? This is very important. Hold on. Um, it was about how Apple dodges taxes, right? And my point is, you know, people, they hold on to this concept of, oh, I'm an American, I'm an American. And all you telling me is I'm in a prison. I'm in mm -hmm. a prison, I'm in a prison. That's what you're telling me. Because Hotep Jesus, although I am technically a United States citizen, I'm a citizen of earth. And what you won't do is you won't pigeonhole me into a single country because the, the, what people call elites got dual citizenship. They operating out of two countries. <laughs> huh? You got some people around here got five passports. I got a passport from this country. I got a passport. I'm a citizen here. I'm a citizen there. And you think it's so small minded. Now, the reason why I wanted to find it, I'll pull it from memory and you guys can go look it up on your own. But basically what Apple does is they take their intellectual property and they register it in foreign countries. One of them happened to be Ireland because Ireland had a zero tax law. Then the EU was like, nah, y'all bullshit and I want y'all to pay taxes. So they moved the corporation to this place called Jersey and not New Jersey in America. Jersey is another island over there in the UK, I believe. Okay. So Apple... It's like, y'all motherfuckers could pay taxes, but we're going to register our intellectual property in a foreign country, so we ain't got to pay taxes. And then motherfuckers here is complaining, like, yo, Apple don't pay no taxes. Well, Apple doesn't consider itself an American citizen. 
and is operating out of a corporate status. And this is the shit that Moore's be talking about. You can set up a corporation, file your money through this corporation, have that shit registered in a foreign country, and you're not paying no taxes. But you thinking, oh, I'm an American. I got this American pride. America don't give a fuck about you if you couldn't tell. America is a corporate fucking experiment. If you are proud of being an American, you're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry to break your heart. But if you are proud to be an American, now, I'm going to tell you right now, I love being an American. I am not proud of being an American. Those are two completely different things. I love being an American. I am not proud of it, though. I'm not proud of our fucking derelict ways. Look at how much I fucking curse. This is a product of being born in America. This product of being, I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm that rat in that experiment. I can't even stop cursing. So don't get caught up in this concept of, oh, I'm an American. I'm a black American. I got this pride. And Apple's like, oh, yeah, word. That's cool. My intellectual property's in Jersey. Oh, that's cute. I got five passports. I'm everywhere. You ain't never there. So I'm going to always operate out of America. But the moment I get an opportunity to or see in a window, I'm operating out of multiple fucking countries, my nigga. I'm going to have me an African passport out of five countries out of Africa. I'm going to have a house in each one. I'm going to have one in America. I'm going to have one in Brazil. And I'm going to operate primarily out of America. And the reason why people want to operate primarily out of America is because you're an American and that's what you're comfortable with. That's what you know. In these foreign lands, you don't know. They're foreign, so therefore you don't feel safe. And it feels so restricting. It, it's full of fear. Meanwhile, the white man then went over to Kigamboni City, East Africa, and bought up all the fucking land. Beachfront property. You're talking about fuck Africa. The white man said, I... He taught you to hate your land so he can go buy it. The white man taught you, the, the, the Mzungu taught you to hate Africa so he could buy it on the cheap. And every time you talk shit about Africa, you lower its value so he could buy it cheaper. Few people are smart enough to go over there and snatch up land. One of those smart peoples happens to be Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, who went over there and set up some property. Shout out to my man, Atif. Atif went over there and set up. I could make a phone call and be in Africa tomorrow and be good. I'll be in Rwanda. My homie Atif in Rwanda, I'll be good. Set up. He already got shit set up over there. They got less regulation, less taxes, less problems, better weather, better food, fresh food. And you niggas is like, oh, I kind of like eating this USDA Fauci meat. I kind of like the fact that the FDA allows bullshit in my McDonald's, but Europe says no to that shit, and Africa says no, and South America says no. I kind of like the fact that it's high fructose corn syrup in my soda, but they don't allow it in foreign countries. So this country don't give a fuck about you, and you want to have fucking pride in it. It makes no sense. That's called Stockholm Syndrome. That shows me you are that rat in that experiment, and you fucking retarded now. There's nothing to love. There's nothing to be proud of of being American. And there's nothing to love in being American. I love being American, but there's nothing to love if you can make sense out of that. So kill me with that fucking American shit and all of that. This is a fucking Freemason experiment set up 
uh, 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 by, by the Knights of the Golden Circle, a Freemason project that went and set up the KKK. Y'all don't need, y'all talk about the KKK. Nobody mentions Albert Pike and the Knights of the Golden Circle. Y'all talk about the Civil War. Nobody mentions the Knights of the Golden Circle. Nobody mentions the Illuminati. Nobody mentions Freemason. Nobody talks about how all the founding fathers were Freemasons. Because you went to Rockefeller indoctrinated school and they taught you, oh, the founding fathers was good guys and they wrote the Constitution and fucking I pledge allegiance to the flag for which it stands and all that bullshit. And, 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 and oh, say, can you see? Miss me with that American shit. I'm American when convenient and everything else, it could go to the fucking trash. Oh, now follow that up and the the black Twitter report. Uh, I I think we kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, Because I think Starbucks had, uh, they put up a a pink Stanley cup, right? And and they was running in Target fucking... (laughs) Right. Oh, oh, the Stanley cup stuff. Yeah, I'm seeing that all over my timeline. Like he exploded this last week, right? Like my daughter got one for uh for Christmas. Anyway, I was thinking about getting one. I was like, you know, I don't know. But nerd, he said he trying to say I got this as a gift. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he got a black one too. Yeah, <laughs> they gave they good they gave nerd the black cup, right? I see nerd post the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I ain't get it. I don't know what was going on. Do real niggas have Stanley Cups? I don't know what this trend is. Got this as a gift. Do real niggas have Stanley Cups? All I know is that Stanley Cup got something to do with hockey. That's the trophy you win when you play hockey. <laughs> and somehow somebody came around and made this expensive ass cup. How much this shit go for? Let's 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 um let's do some research. It's only 40 dollars or something like that. Fifty? I don't know. I, I don't know. I ain't buy it. Stanley, nineteen thirteen. How long has company been out? Some people swear by the Yeti joint. I seen Hotep Goldstein. It was in the joint. He swear by his Yeti too. Yeah, the Yeti was fire. See, this is $45, $45. I mean, the thing is, like, like my Yeti, like, these things actually work, bro. Right. These things actually work. I don't know what kind of metal or, you know, Mazungu magic they got going on, but. Man, they got got one in here that look like some alcohol. Oh, no, that's like a canteen. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, legendary classic canteen. And then there you go, the flask. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I would say, yeah. I mean, real niggas can get, I mean, niggas is always trendy, right? So niggas, niggas hopped on. You remember motherfuckers was rock. They dropped them big ass red fucking sorry, you know, the, the board, sorry board game fucking boots and shit. Mm-hmm. Those big red joints. Niggas was rocking them. You can't rock a Stanley cup to drink some water. Niggas need to drink some more water. I'm all for niggas drinking water, getting hydrated, getting healthy. Water is an essential. 
Put them sodas down. Put that cognac down. You know what I mean? Put the white man liquor down. I'm all for it. So yes, I vote yes. Niggas can have Stanley's cups. I'm gonna get me one, man. I gotta see my. I gotta wait for a, get a right color, man. I might get a like a a camo green or something like that. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I can get the black one. I already got a black water bottle. I lose that drone. This is him. Okay, yeah, this is him. Who? William Stanley. I'm trying to find the founder because it said of 1913. Um, he was a physician. Okay. Interesting. Uh, from Brooklyn, New York. Graduated from Yale. Stanley Bottle Company. Okay. Got a bunch of pets. Look at that white man. That's yeah. a white man's white man. You know what I mean? Inventing things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what that's what we need to do. But that's what black folks need to do. Niggas can't make no bottles. <laughs> niggas gonna start making bottles. As soon as something get hot, man, you know niggas is coming with the shit. Well, watch. Is this him? The first black owned water bottle. Yeah, that's him. That's him. The first black owned water bottle. The first black owned water bottle company. Keep your keep your Hennessy cold. Keep your Casamigos cold. <laughs> you can't do it because you're too busy thinking niggas can't read three thousand books in a year. You need three thousand. You need to read three thousand books in a year at the age of eight to invent some cups. Oh yeah. How you gonna invent some shit when you ain't reading? And and then and then you got uh the the so Claudine Gay, Harvard, had to oh. resign. All that shit, right? Yeah. Everybody mad at the wrong shit. I'm trying to figure out why this motherfucker went to school to study um uh the Voting Rights Act. This is what the fuck we doing? You went to school all them years. You went to uh, Exeter, I don't know, some privileged ass uh, uh, private school in high school. Then you end up at Harvard and you study fucking how to vote in the Mzungu system and call yourself black and a black activist? No, nigga, invent a cup, motherfucker. We dying out here. (laughs) You worry about some social justice. What you need is some power. You need some capital. You need some inventions. You need some patents. You need some intellectual property. And you going up here to learn about how the white man did you wrong. Niggas is experts in how the white man did him wrong. Can't figure out how to get the black man right. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Fuck's going on out here. That's what I'm mad about. That you got a brilliant black mind studying some bullshit. I don't give a fuck she plagiarized. Shit, Thomas Edison didn't invent shit. But the motherfucker's well known now. Because he was into manufacturing and inventions and shit. Get your intellectual property, black people. No, he ain't going to school to fucking study how the white man kicked your ass. What kind of shit is that? I'm going to be an expert in how the white man kicked my ass. Can't invent shit. Can't put a cup together. Can't keep um. water cold. <laughs> Got the um, Hennessy, got the Hennessy, can't keep the Hennessy cold. Hmm? Yeah. Let me read the uh, super chats, then we'll get back 
we'll start with Claudine and, and uh, these other other topics. Thanks, Nerd, for the uh, the Black Twitter report. Appreciate it. Um, we still need an intro for a Black Twitter report. Somebody, somebody create do something up. We're Sean. Um, Sean Coakley usually good at that. Sean, cook something up for Black Twitter, please, man. Big Poppy, Happy New Year to y'all and everyone. This is the closest episode to Janteenth. It's only a privilege to play the epic rant of Uncle Hotep. Also, AJ, until when you sell, until when you'll sell the Grifties tickets? Until they sell out. When is when? When is the Grifties? Uh, March 9th. same day that the greatest MC died. Okay. Uh, March 9th. VIP tickets are sold out. Where are we having it? Jersey. The Dojo of Comedy. Is it is there a WhatsApp or something I'm missing or something like that? Are you um I posted it in the group chat. Okay. I'll have to look at <laughs> You don't check the group chat. Nah, sometimes man, like <laughs> I like try to be in and out of Twitter, man, sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm sometimes with you. It, I'm the same way. And then like for the show, like sometimes I just want to be fresh on the topics. Like I want to get a take on it. Like sometimes I want to. I don't want. I don't want to um, spoil my in like initial thoughts on something. Sometimes I think sometimes my initial thoughts are best. Um, yeah, March 9th. Okay, uh, Derek Jenkins, are you guys going to cover uh, Cat Williams dropping dime on Black Hollywood comedians? The Weinstein bend over booty clubs. <laughs> That's one thing we didn't mention on Cat. Cat Williams said uh, he said uh, he said Harvey Weinstein had offered to suck my dick. <laughs> you know, and then you know, Shannon was like, "Oh my god!" Then, then, then he's like, "To be in a movie," and I said, "I turned her down." I said, "No," which right? was hilarious. Right? Then he gets to the show. I thought he he said he. I thought I was the only black person on the movie. He gets to the movie set. There's three other black folks. He's wondering what they did to get on the movie. <laughs> You know what they was doing. Thank you. Yo. Um, How was practice? Yeah. <laughs> Did Gino Eddie make homophobia great again? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, Retro Neon, don't worry, Unc. I sent this full $20 super chat on the Griff report yesterday. He got mad at me. Yo, listen. Listen. Fuck y'all. I'm going to cuss y'all out and take y'all donations. <laughs> I got anger management issues. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> uh, Derek Jenkins. I grew up as a Jehovah Witness up until I was 19 year old. You can view them as fundamental Christian who view secular society as corrupt. And yes, they read a lot. Prison, it's arguable. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, they read. Uh, Retro Nia. Kevin got buck broke by Samoan and Steel. Dark Knight Dev. Oh, you gotta be careful, HJ. Cat told y'all they always get you a light skinned wife who don't talk as a part of the ritual. Yo. Listen, I already know I'm getting cooked for my light skinned woman. <laughs> I already know. As soon as that picture hit the internet, he got one of them light brights. Look, listen, nigga. I'm a product of America, man. That's what they sold me. They told me how to get me a light skinned girl. That's what, that's what I went and did. Yeah, part of you know, Cat Williams was like, he can, he can, he he said there's at least seven 
that they have a, he said a weird face, light skinned wife that don't talk to the camera that don't do interviews. <laughs> and you know how, you know how niggas on Twitter is. They fucking went down the line and posted everybody's wife on. I'm like, Jesus. They brought up all the light skinned wives. Yeah. Said they all look alike. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's, he even said Luda was in He said him and Luda got offered the same $50 million deal. I mean, what, 10, 20 movies, 50 million or 10 mm. movies, 20. I might have got the numbers, but it was, I think it was 50, 10, mil, 10 movies, 10, 50. Million, 10 yeah. movies, 50 million. It was something like that. Right. Mm. The next thing you know, you got one of them uh, weird, <laughs> weird looking wise. I look his wife. I mean, She's from Gabonese or Gabon, Gabon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I mean, I, I think Shannon, like he, he, he was like, or was it two hundred mil? I might have twenty movies, two hundred mil. I think it might have been. Uh-huh. And Shannon was like, I might get me one, and he tried to catch himself because he was actually disagreeing with the diss on Luda's wife. <laughs> That's what, Yo, like, Shannon had to catch himself a couple of times in that interview. <laughs> like, hold up, what am I co-signing here? I know, I seen it. Like, he tried to, because he left, he, then he was like, <laughs> that, yo, that interview was a landmine. I got to give Shannon props, man, because he stepped on, he almost stepped on a couple of them mines. Uh, Jason Rose, Catwoman is get a letter from the IRS soon? Yeah, probably. You know, also, also see on the timeline, a lot of comedians that work with Cat Williams, like that open up for him, they all have the same story. They said like Cat will call him back to like after the set was done and after the show was over, give him a give him a, like a bag, a paper bag for money or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, the the usually comedians like usually I got I read one story they said the pay was seven hundred dollars right mm-hmm. and he was in his car cat threw it through the bag in his car man hey man thanks the guy drives off he like he takes the the, the money out of his hand he didn't want to he didn't want to count in front of cat so right. he's like cat got it cat's good right mm-hmm. go to a, a restaurant the diner to pay he opened up up the bag it's twenty five hundred dollars in mm. When he's supposed to only get in 700. There was plenty of, I'm telling you, I've seen at least three comedians say the same thing. Like, yo, he, yo, he broke me off when I wasn't making enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I'll say is cat take care of you, but Kevin does too. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin looks out. Yeah. I watched a nigga that, um, I fucked with work with Kevin. Okay. Kevin's like, yo, if you putting in work, you know, I'll check you out. You know what I'm saying? Um, pause. I was suspect. Um, <laughs> but Kevin looks out too. So I, I just want to put that out there. Kevin's not like one of those people who's a gatekeeper. Like he gives everybody a fair shot. Right. Yeah. You know, that gate, I mean, Kevin just he just gonna look out for his people and like and that's what everybody's gonna do at the end of the day. But I don't know. 
I guess he put Tiffany Haddish on for what, what reason. I don't know. But, but anyway, um, Mike has bad knees. I've had Facebook show me ads of things I never searched for, but if things were that were being talked about in the room that I was in, uh, that's true too. Yeah, it's listening. I'd have been somebody else. Yeah, it's listening. If you don't turn that feature off, you gotta go on Facebook and tell them to turn the feature off. Otherwise, Facebook's listening to you to uh, listening to you through the phone. The app stay logged in, listening to you and logging your 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 conversations. Uh, Descendant of Loki, uh, twenty gifted subs. Uh, Trevor Maker Jonah, third world don't respect you because Bush Senior, the eighty six Soviet education treaty. Bush took office after he had Reagan shot. <laughs> Two months in, and had three terms. Troublemaker Jonah, there you go. You know, of all the conspiracy theories, that's the one I'm sure of. What? I I knew exactly what happened with that. What? Hinkley. They brainwashed Hinkley Jr. Bush and Hinkley's dad were buddies. Mm-hmm. They brainwashed Hinkley Jr. to do Dragon in. He he can't shoot. I guess he just the luck of the shot doesn't do Reagan in. They send Hinkley to goddamn Funny Farm, mm. and I he's out. I think they let. I, I I'm pretty sure they let him out. But that's one that's one conspiracy theory. I I, I firmly believe, like they they uh they treadstone Hinkley to do that. And Bush was running the show the whole time. They wanted to get Bush in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Jabari, it, it was a government experiment with rats that created housing projects. They noticed when the rat was spread out, they got along. But when you stack the rats on top of each other, they became violent and cannibals. Housing projects. Who's that? Uh, Jabari's in there? Yeah. Yeah, the housing project. There you go. This is another rat experiment. He nailed it. Oh, this is a real hotel, brother. Trump make a journey. Can we talk about Mohammed Hamdan Diablo back from the dead meeting with other nations, not the U.S. or China, both the banking cabal sanction? I don't even know anything about that. <laughs> Thank you for the... Uh, Donation. Uh, Troublemaker Jonah, the Spiders Web, Britain's Second Empire on YouTube. Troublemaker Jonah, migrants in your McDonald's. Migrants in your McDonald's. That's facts. They, you know they're in Jersey now, right? Well, the migrants? They yep. sent some your way? They dropped some off. You know what they did? They, they fucked up, though, right? What? Ho, <laughs> ho, they dropped them off in the Indian town oh. where they got an Indian mayor. Oh, shit. And I seen them on the news because I'm at the gym, right? And the gym plays specifically plays new, the New Jersey news channel. So I'm watching the New Jersey news channel. I look up and they saw my migrants. And I'm like, wait, is this, the, this is the new. And I'm looking at, yep, this is the New Jersey news. I'm like, they drop off migrants in New Jersey. I said, oh, shit. And I'm reading the closed caption. And the mayor's basically saying, yo, them motherfuckers can't come here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this ain't the white folks or the, or, or the niggas like, you know, Eric, mayor Eric Adams and all of that. Them Indians, they, listen, them Indians is not fucking playing. They said these migrants cannot come here. And the mayor stood 10 toes down on that shit. 
if that if if political Twitter found wind of that, that shit would have been viral. I was crying in the gym. Like, yo, this nigga just said no to the migrants. But you can't you can't say nothing. You can't call him a white supremacist. You can't call him a Trump supporter. And right. he got the backing of his entire community. Right. They, they ain't gonna go for that. No. All them Indians, they run the town. It's, it's like 70% Indians in that town. They're going to tell the United States government, you can kiss my ass. Yeah. It was yeah. NJ12. Yeah, that's the channel. That's the channel, Jabari. NJ12, that one. He said, AJ eating Tanzanian yam cookies. <laughs> nigga, this is... This is Sean food, nigga. You can't. This is how I know you niggas is not not on point. Who recognized it? Holding my Boys, nuts. Pause. Pop, 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 he said, "AJ eating a Popeyes biscuit." See? Oh, this is a real hotel. Bro. He know. <laughs> he know. Uh, Jason Rue, Jan Teeth is Saturday. Uh, what y'all cooking? Mm, I might, might do a special Jan Teeth um, stream. That sounds like good grifting. Yeah. Um, Troublemaker Jr. I don't know. I might not do anything. I think it might snow. I might yeah. get a snow. Uh, Bush Jr. gave a presidential award to uh, Hinckley. And uh, Justine, uh, thank you for $10 donation. Okay. Um, a couple other things I wanted to cover. Um, they had a school shooting today. Um, I think one person uh, passed. I think there might be somebody else in critical condition. Um, which was shy. it was in Iowa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why. I was like, I I, I heard it. I, I seen Lookner streaming. And when Lookner gets on something, I'm like, oh, here come this grifting ass motherfucker. I know it must be something serious, right? I look at, I'm like, oh, there was a school shoot. I was like, right after the, you know, the day after the the list drop, right? Conveniently. Like, yeah. Oh, here we go. This you should have known it was right? gonna be a shoot. Then I look. I look on Thailand. I see Alex Tyne on the scene. I'm like, what the? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I heard this shit go in my head. I'm like, come on, man. Is he the part of the the, the, the Illuminati? How the hell you know? Then now I just realized Iowa caucuses. Yep. Next, what two weeks? Yep, so I can right see out there early, um, talking to people. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was. I don't know. It ain't much the same, man. It's just like it seems these events happen when you know then people need it, you know. But I, I just hate to say, don't really talk about it. You know, what I mean, I want to talk about the victims. You know, I hate the good. That was their first day back from break, right? And mm -hmm. you know, they get started getting popped on and stuff like that. It's a damn shame. And I guess the guy he, I hear, I hear conflicting reports. That he was streaming on TikTok, and there was a video out there. I didn't see it. That he wasn't uh, streaming; they were just pulling up his TikTok account. Oh, okay. I don't think he was. I streaming. guess he. All right. Yeah, I was about to say because I think he needs certain amount of followers to stream on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess he uploaded a, a video, say here it's time to go or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, it's 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 just a shame, man. It's it's like shame innocent people gotta uh you know, die and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, politics as usual. You got the, the election year, get low. Caucus around the corner, get low. 
Epstein files dropping, get low. So I'm a little bit upset that I didn't go to my timeline and just tweet. I guess we're expecting a shooting tomorrow. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that was just, that's low hanging fruit. Right. You know, they're not even trying anymore. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're really not. That's, that's, that's not even, that's not even trying. Used to come out of a clear blue and shit like that. But now it's like, there's so much shit to like, there's a lot of shit going on. Like, a lot of people talking about distractions and shit. Like, there's a lot of shit going on. The fucking, the Trump voting stuff, you know, that, that really didn't get talked about. Um, you know, uh, I think, didn't he release a summary of fuck, of uh, where he said they jammed him up? Like, they, they was, uh, um, uh, die bold in the votes or some shit like that. You know, um, then they, they, they having this fake debate of whether put them on, the, uh, put them on the ballot, certain States still got the war going on, you know, then they want to drop this Epstein stuff on us. And don't forget the, um, they bombed Iran or some shit like that. Yeah. No, uh, wait, that was, what is, was Iran? They bombed who they bombed? Man, they bombed. I found like three people. Iraq got bombed today. Right? It was Iraq, Lebanon. <laughs> I swear. I I want to say I know Iraqi. Iraq got bombed today. Mm-hmm. They don't know who did it. Because <laughs> nobody. Lebanon got bombed. They said Bibi and them did it, but Bibi and them they they they're like unofficial. They're like, nah, we ain't claim. But the U.S. said Bibi and them did it. All right. So we know the U.S. did it next. <laughs> if you, if Iran so, got bombed. Oh, Iran, Iran did get bombed because Iran, that yeah. ceremony, right? They had a ceremony for that guy, that General Suleiman that died. They got assassinated a couple. It was a year ago. Mm-hmm. So they had a big procession, like there was a funeral procession, like a memorial march or whatever how you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Roadside bomb. They put somebody planted some bombs and it blew up like like 50 some people or something like that. That's terrible, man. That now that's crazy. That's low down. I'm sorry. That's that's low. These motherfuckers got nothing to do with nothing. Right. You know what I mean? And you, they just want to pay respect to their fallen soldier. Bomb them too. <laughs> Y'all having a funeral? Don't need to come <laughs> dig a couple more holes. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> hope y'all brought some extra coffins <laughs> we can handle this all in one day it's fucked up <laughs> it's fucked up yeah so that 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 ha- all just happened over the last couple days and Somali- then, uh, yeah Somaliland and Ethiopia got beat oh. yeah um I gotta talk to my man uh uh, Mukhtar. Yeah, the Mook, yeah. Zionist. Mook, Mook was talking about that. Yeah, he wanna. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm interview him. Mukhtar, we gotta get to, we gotta get together. He want he want to talk about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess. Uh, so wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. Ethiopia is gonna recognize Somaliland. Is that already got it wrong? It got it backwards. I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> I'm an American. <laughs> America first. <laughs> oh. 
Hold up, man. I'm such a hypocrite. All <laughs> that fucking shit you was talking earlier, Rick. Come the hell on, man. <laughs> I talk hella shit. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jamar, you, Jamar, you know about it? Hold on. Cause I was reading, I was reading, somebody had, there was somebody I followed or oh, still on my timeline that had was talking about it. Um, hold on, let me just Google it up. Because Samal, what are the three countries involved? Hold on. It's Ethiopia, right? It's Ethiopia, Somalia, right? Somalia, yeah. <laughs> King Grifter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Somalia, Ethiopia, and Somalia land. Somalia, so yeah. Ethiopia is making agreement with Somalia land. Mm. And I guess Somalia is is wants to reject that deal. And I guess this is going to give Ethiopia some access to, I mean, to water, you know what I mean? To the ports and shit. Mm. That's like that's mega important. Like, what? Hold on. Look at the map, man. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> oh, I guess Ethiopia is landlocked. Hold on, hold on. Let's pull up the Africa map. See what we got here. Um, let's let's pull this one up. This is fine. Yeah, they're landlocked. Oh, that that would mean everything in the world. This this makes perfect sense. All right, so we're talking about. All right, so we have Somalia, Ethiopia. What the hell is Somaliland? Somaliland is going to be that. I guess northeast. So I guess they're annexing some some territory. Well, they're going to recognize that group right. as because they got a king and everything, right? So then then they're going to they're going to they're going to parlay through them, and then they're going to get access to the port to the to the ocean to the Gulf. Oh, I got you. Now, uh, like, riddle me this. Mm -hmm. Now the white man did, did did the white man divvy up these countries? Yeah. Or so can you can you blame Ethiopia for or some for doing this, putting pulling this move or no. No. All of this stuff is fucking the product of European colonization. This 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 whole, you know, turning Africa into a puzzle, this is all Mazungu shit. All this is Mazungu shit. North now, North Africa. That's all the Arab, all right? That's the Arab Muslim Arab. They got all of North Africa. The white man got the bottom half, okay? And um, that's between the Dutch and the Germans are are over here on the East Africa. The Dutch and the Germans got East Africa. I think the French is over here on West Africa. The English got South Africa. 
And uh, who else got South Africa? Another white man got a piece of South Africa as well. But this is uh, all Mazungu doing. It's all European colonization. This is to divvy it up, you know. But the Arab got some of this Ethiopian Somalia stuff too, though. Because there's a heavy Muslim presence in these areas. Heavy, heavy Muslim presence. So this is, this is definitely the work of the Arab too. Pop-up Hotep, uh, Ethiopia wants access to the water and gave a piece of that land to Eritrea. Eritrea. part of the peace talks after the war. Mm. Noto says Somaliland doesn't have recognized statehood. The entire Somalia will go to war with Somaliland and Ethiopia. But having said that, Somalis will unite against the Ethiopia, Ethiopians eventually. Mm. Mm. Belgium got Congo, Portuguese, Spanish, yeah. The Dutch. He said the U.S., Roscoe said the U.S., China, and Russia are fighting over Ethiopia to the east. Yeah. Yeah. Ethiopia was the only African country that wasn't colonized. That's true. Although this shit's colonized. <laughs> Technically, what you're saying is they haven't had an independence day, right? Because there was never an official takeover of, the, of their government. It's definitely going to take over their fucking assets, though. Yeah, I mean, if I'm running the state, you hate to say it, but they got to get a piece of that land. They got to get a piece of the ocean. That yeah. means, like, I hate to have it go through war and shit like that, but you know that could set up your country for a gener for generations. You know, mm -hmm. um, I can see the play. Um, I, I I would I would hope they would just come to an agreement somewhere because there's enough there. You could just give them like I don't know how many miles, maybe give them fifty miles of that coast or forty miles of that coast. That's a, that should be enough. You know, uh, for make a nice port, but hey, I'm not. If I'm Ethiopia, but, nigga, get low. <laughs> you better move around, nigga. I need a piece of that water. Well, on the other hand, if I'm Somalia, do I give that up? And if yeah, I'm I mean, Somalia, you ain't touching this shit. I mean, it had to be at a, a heavy price, though. We're going to have to go to war. I mean, is it worth losing the men or, or tax every, like, y'all... I would say like, like, hear me out. I would like, y'all give this little piece of coast. Every million dollars, every, like, you know, every trade. Oh, you want a tariff and tax. Yeah. I want to, we want, we want a piece of that for the next hundred years. Yeah. But that's what you fighting over. Like, you know, you're going to come to the negotiation table over that, but right. you're still going to have to spill blood to have that negotiation. So you got to fight it first. You got, they got to fight first and then negotiate afterwards. Just like Bumpy Johnson and, and, and Italian Ma. We're going to fight. We're going to have a shootout. Some niggas going to die. Then I'm going to come to the table and we're going to figure out how we're going to move forward. But blood going to get shed. Right. Because you might not have to give up anything, you know. There you go. You might not have to give up anything, but, you know, depending on how the war goes, determines how much you give up. And, and, 
and negotiation power, right? Because you can't even really begin to no negotiate unless you see what how much negotiation power you got. Right. And we're going to find out when you bring them tanks out. And then I'm going to have more negotiation power. And then, you know, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to fucking somebody blood, uh, knows going to get bloody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and now just looking at this map, this is right across from Yemen. Like, I don't know if glue niggas is involved. What if shit spill here? Shit already going to spill in Yemen. Like this whole, we might, might get that regional war they've been talking about. I hope not, you know, but it's, it's dangerous times. I mean, this is, somebody said, uh, this is the Mamba year. 2020, you know, in 2024, you know, Kobe's number was, you know, 24, but it's the Mamba year. You know what I mean? So, uh, this might be some fucking crazy shit this year. Oh, we definitely had some crazy shit. Um, all right, let's, let's double back to, uh, you know, Epstein. Um, I don't know. It was nothing, bird. Like, we, yeah. we, it's like, it's people was waiting for this shit. Nothing. I, I saw nothing that we didn't already know before. Like anybody that spent some time looking at any of this stuff knew everything that quote unquote was released. Then they was trying to like, Oh, Trump's exonerated. I'm like, fuck exonerated from what? Mm. <laughs> See me he wasn't on fucking trial. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. Like, like they're all hanging over this head that he, oh, he was with Epstein and shit like that. Um, it was just, it was a letdown, I guess. I mean, I don't want, I really want to expect nothing, you know, it was just like these people are, it, to me, I, I think the motherfucker's still alive, but that, that's just on me. <laughs> well, you, you know got I mean? common sense, so. Like I, I, I wasn't like, but the whole, the whole reactions and shit like that. Like the fucking the calendar gate was a bigger story than this shit. Calendar gate still going on. They still on fucking Bryce's top. Pull yeah, yeah, that was definitely a bigger story. What did one of Tim Cast like a girl said? Uh, as Bryce, you got a dad. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> you <laughs> yo, I saw that shit at the gym this morning, yo. I was on a treadmill, almost fell over. I said, what this bitch is saying? <laughs> I couldn't believe that. She was like, you got a dad? And he was like, what the fuck is this? Like, she asked me, what is it? does he have a dad? I'm like, oh. She went ah. full all right. So I'm like, that's not even like it. You know damn well if anybody has that opinion that Bryson is having about this whole modesty thing, you know damn well they got a dad. Mm. This is why you don't even know people. Mm. If he was on this, like, oh, take it off and shit like that, then you'd be like, he don't might not have one. You know what I mean? Like, you got to know the person. Like. I don't know what the, why was she even, I, I don't know why. I don't like, 
this whole thing is just is wild to me this modesty thing and like I, it's like i'm trapped in bizarre world like he's not asking for nothing he's just being a a quote-unquote real christian not a td jakes mm. it's like we're so used to td jakes like this motherfucker come around and say this shit we're fucking shocked yeah I want to argue and up him down. Everybody was trying to get a piece of him. Pause. Hey, Having debates again. It was on Blaze Media, wasn't it? Yeah, Alex Don. Alex Don hosted. The, it was funny because she didn't agree to debate. So first they interviewed Bryson, then they brought her on. But the producer was real slick, where he left Bryson like waiting on Skype. Okay. And then at, at towards the end of her interview, he just threw Bryson on the screen. Right? For real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was some real, real slimy shit the producer did. I, I see what he did. Anything for content. Um, but that shit was grifty as hell. So he threw Bryson on the screen and she was heading out. And on the way out, she threw a shot at Bryson. Bryson hadn't said nothing. He was just put up on the screen. She threw a shot at Bryson. And he responded in kind. He threw a shot back. And then that's when she said, did you have a dad? And I was like, oh, shit. This bitch hang out with Nick Fuentes. Fuente she a groper. That was wild. I didn't get anything until I saw that. Then I'm like, oh, that's what type of white woman she is. Oh, nasty work. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather like you get to know people. Like, I think, I think most times you can tell who had like a bigger influence in a person's life, or if they didn't have a lot of male influence, or they had too much male influence, or too mo- too much female influence for a bo- male, or something like that. You can probably tell by talking to them. But to just to come out and say that, like, that's just said. He came out and said that as an insult and stuff like that. Like, if you knew it, like, I, I, I mean, I, we, we both interviewed him. I mean, he talked about it, it, his parents and stuff like that. He's been on fucking, like, what's Vice did a fucking story on the guy and his parents was all there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, <laughs> she obviously sent that as a dig, but that's fucking corny. I mean, like, even if it, like, and, you know, I know everybody hate pearly things, but she was like, man, like, even if he did, like, why would you say that? So now you're insulting him for something that was out of his control. You know, that's, that was just weird. To it me, was man. low. It was low. It was low. <laughs> it was super low. And, um, I mean, I laugh, but it's <laughs> funny, but it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, damn, bitch, you mad, you mad, mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. That was, but you know, I I I I I told Bryson, you know, I told him today. I said, um, should have just asked asked her, you know, where's your husband? I want to speak to your husband, like he said in the song. Right. <laughs> that's what he should have did, and left it at that. But again, you know, um, it was. Uh, it was kind of cool, I guess, because we got to see who she really was. We got to see her true colors. 
Mike has bad knees. She's just a Karen. She took the Karen route. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a Karen move. <clears throat> Shout out to Descendant of Loki. He dropped he dropped 20 of the memberships. He dropped 20 of the memberships. Hey, Loki, be selective with them too when you give them out too. Don't just give them to anybody. Um, when you can. Retro Nan, ever noticed all these shooters don't work out? I'm sorry, but they are bully student with mental issues. Go lift and learn how to fight. Hmm. Uh, I, I would, I would be really love to see what the what med meds they be taking. That's why I really want really to see. You probably get all your clues from right there. Uh, Jason Rose, who who you got your money on for the identity of Doe One Hundred Seven? Is the female in Hollywood politics or business? Oh, um, from the Epstein papers. It could be anybody. It's a female though. It was Jane Doe was definitely a female. There was a couple of names in there um, that had that were redacted. Didn't Naomi Campbell's put out a statement today or something? Did like, she? I'm pretty sure. Because I think at one they was at a party. Something happened at Naomi Campbell's house or a party or something like that. I think it might have been with Andrew or something like that. I thought it was. Uh. But I, I, I thought a, somebody put out a video where she put out a statement saying this is a mischaracterization or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody really said anything about Naomi. Because they were initially saying that that was who was trying to uh, postpone the, uh, the, the fucking release. Um, oh, never mind. I think it's an old video. Somebody fucking goes drifting. I hate oh. these people. Oh, uh, shit. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jason Ren. Um, Troublemaker Jonah, USA did a random 100, Soleimani, uh, Red Rum, all the ISIS US. Yeah, because it probably had to have been some, um, some contracted work. Because uh, that was definitely in house uh, roadside bomb type style. Um, and then Troublemaker Jonah, Mohammed Hamdan Daago, Sudan came back from the dead and went to upgrade. You went to Uganda, Ethiopia, and others, not cabal sanctioned. Mm. Well, all right then. Um, I thought there was one more other thing I wanted to say, talk about. Claudine Gay? Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Claudine. Oh, yeah, let's talk about Claudine. Yeah, we got to talk about Claudine. Did we talk about it? Mm -mm. Man. These people want me to, 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 to suspend belief. They want me to, to, to think that a multi-billion dollar industry that is Harvard University, like how that, you would say they would like billion dollar, right? Something like that. Mm. They work, you know what I mean? Like it's a business, college is a business. You mean to tell me this billion dollar industry, whatever, business, hired this black woman Knowing without doing the due diligence on her term papers and all this other stuff, didn't research it or anything. And come to find out some Twitter sleuths, some fucking found out all this shit, sent a New York post. And here we go. Um, I, my theory is Harford hired her. 
And like they do a lot of people, you know, in the important, important roles, they got to have a back door on them. Pause. Like if you ain't doing with like, Hey, important stuff, man, we want you to do what we, what you're told Negro. Right. You want what you're told. I would have to bet Harvard wrote those papers. Mm. Gave it to some goddamn interns. Like, yo, write this up for Claudine. This is going to be our new, uh, I mean, this will take time because you know, it's like, I'll tell you a story. When I was in fucking, while I was working at the jail, mm-hmm. there was this light-skinned lieutenant, right? Black dude, right? I think he had a college degree and shit like that. This was the years before I fucking quit. This is before I quit. Mm-hmm. I heard some of these talking, yeah, they're going to be, he's, he's going to be a fast-track award, right? I quit. I ain't paying no mind. I don't remember anything. I fucking, uh, they had a fucking riot just two years ago. The COs died down in Smyrna and shit. Mm. Who was the warden? That black man they said that was going to be the warden one day. Right? Put Claudine, Claudine gay shoes. You don't think they don't got candidates like, hey, in a couple of years, you can be, you might be Harvard president. Mm-hmm. This is big boy shit. This ain't fucking, um, fucking, uh, going to McDonald's and fucking applying shit. She just applied the job, opened up. They know for years who they want to put in these positions. Facts. You niggas act like she went down to McDonald's or Wendy's and filled out her application and lied on it. <laughs> Nigga, please. They had this shit set up for years. Yeah. Now, when she said, when, now, when she was supposed to do something and, they, and she was like, nah, like, she thought she had a fucking job and not a mouthpiece. I was like, oh, oh really, Claudine? Call New York Post and fix her black ass. And that's what they fucking did. Mm. I'm seeing all these arguments about DEI and all this other shit. We have to stop it. Your boy fucking, uh, that cue ball head white dude. What the fuck is his name? Scott Adams talking about DEI's existential ex- ex- threat to America. Yeah. Nigga, please. College has been fucked but way before DEI even was a fucking created. Before it was even a fucking thought in Soros's nutsack. <laughs> Colleges have been fucked. Yep. They give y'all a new bogeyman every couple months, and y'all just take the bait and run with this shit. Oh, this is our, this is it's the Chinese. They, they, they give you the Chinese, the Iranians, the fucking DEI, the fucking woke crowd. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> y'all never look at big business. Ever. When they put Trump in so they can roll out that CBDC or shit, what the fuck y'all gonna do then? Oh, this a real hotel, brother. Y'all, y'all gonna be caught with your pants down talking about, oh, we stopped the woke shit. Now everybody getting a fucking check and the shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> how dumb these motherfuckers are. That's why I don't be hardly trying to be on Twitter, man. Like, I'm trying right. to say some shit, man. Like, man, you guys are fucking that's that's my point, yo. These motherfuckers is so stupid. You don't even be inspired to tweet, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what Jesus say? Don't cast pearls to swine. 
it don't even make sense to tweet because these niggas is stupid. They don't, man. Like talking to a wall. Then you the one come on a timeline telling the shit. And then now they talking about, oh, you the agenda. You woke. Oh, I'm woke. Because you want to talk about chicks with dicks. But I'm the woke one. Motherfuckers is dumb. That be my thing. I'm going to tell you something. And I tell people this uh, every so often. People say to me, they say, Hotep Jesus, don't you, lo- you say you love to read. I don't actually do not like to read. You know what my greatest inspiration to read is? Twitter. I be on Twitter and see a dumb motherfucker and be so scared to look like them that I got to open up a book and I got to read 30 pages right away. Twitter inspires me to read because I don't want to be like these dumb motherfuckers. Just uninformed and stupid. If it wasn't for Twitter, I don't even think I'd be reading books like I do. Not like I do. I'd be reading them because I've always been that type of person. But, you know, I just had that thirst for knowledge. I, I had a thirst for knowledge, but I didn't like reading. I think there's a difference, right? Like, you want to know some shit, but you really don't like reading. I want, I, you know, I, my thirst for knowledge overrid uh, me not wanting to read. Now, let's take a look at Claudine Gay's background really fast before we go to Cannon Hotep. Cannon Hotep got the official after party. We going there right after this. So, first of all, she a tether. Did you see that? No, is she? She come from Haitian immigrants. Shout out to Jabari. Okay. Now, what do you think were the majors for her parents when her parents went to school? What do you think kind of business they was in, knowing that her parents are immigrants? Educated immigrants. Oh, they was educated? Educated uh-huh. immigrants. What do you think they studied? One was uh, was one a doctor or something like that. Close enough, nurse. What's the other nurse? one? Oh, uh, I thought I read this. Nurse and uh, professor. What was one a professor? Engineer. No? Engineer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. 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 That's it. Technical sciences. Getting right to the bag. Now they sent her black ass to school, right? So she went to school. She attended Princeton University for one year, transferred to Stanford, and she studied economics. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, her parents wasn't about to pay for no damn bullshit ass sociology degree. Right. You're going to go to school. You're going to learn some real shit. Okay. She goes and gets a degree in medical and in, in economics. Now, look at what she receives an award for. She receives the Anna Laura Myers Prize for best undergraduate thesis in economics. But she goes back for her Ph.D. in 1998 from Harvard and won best dissertation in political science. Right now, she goes from economics to political science, where she ends up in the Center for Advanced Study in Behavioral Sciences. What does she do? Gay research. Gay's research addresses American political behavior, including voter turnout, housing policy, the politics of race and identity. Now look at the less, the next sentence is exactly what you said. She was recruited by Harvard to be a professor. Recruited. That means they look for her. Isn't that what you said? Huh? 
Yeah. You was right on point. They recruited her. She didn't apply. They recruited her and was appointed professor of African-American studies in 2007. And then her career takes off from there. So here's a brilliant mind that starts off in nursing, engineering, and economics, and ends up in, oh, just talk about nigga shit for us. I want you to go out there and be a fucking, uh, what do you call it? A political activist, social, social activist, social worker, or some shit like that. That's what they do. Oh seven, she's been on the fast track to be some a big boy at Harvard. Yep. Oh seven. Oh seven. They said, let's get her ready. Let's get her credentials up so she'll be respected, so she'll be qualified for for the position when we need her to. And she probably was in a class of others. It was probably like five of them they recruited. And then they sit back, they watch, and they go, oh, no, this one's passionate about this shit. She likes this African-American shit. Let's get her. Let's make her and run the agenda through her. Till, the, till she got up in, in, in Congress and started acting like an uppity Negro. <laughs> And that's when the show closed. I mean, she's still landing on her feet. They still got, like, she's still getting a seven, nine hundred dollar, nine hundred thousand a year. They ain't fine her. Oh, she she's still gonna be a professor. She's still getting paid. Yep. She gonna write a book. Mm-hmm. Shit, I they bet she should be on MSNBC in a couple I, years. <laughs> listen, they gonna wash her off and put her back out there. Yeah. They ain't done with her yet. No. <laughs> You think they recruited her ass just to dump her forever? No. They're going to rinse her ass off, teach her a lesson, give her a little smack on the ass, and then send her ass back out there. Once a slave, always a slave. All because she wouldn't denounce certain things on campus and these motherfuckers cheering the shit. I'm like, I'm going to tell you what, that was a mistake by her. That was, oh, that was a mistake. If it was me, I'd have been like, yo, you got to clean this shit the fuck up. All this protesters should go to class. This is Harvard, motherfucker. You ain't come here to be fucking activists. Get your well, ass yeah, fucking Definitely, class. definitely. She definitely should have did that. You know, uh, she definitely would should have did that. Like, should have said, nah, y'all got to chill out. I mean, I know protesting stuff might be part of a college experience or whatever. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? calling for fucking people to be dead and all this other shit, man. Get get that shit the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got we got other shit to worry about. You know, just last week it was Black Lives Matter. Now it's Palestinian Lives Matter. You niggas is confused. Go to fucking class. You know what I'm saying? And it can be done too. Philly hired a new uh got a new mayor, fem black female mayor. Mm-hmm. She hired Got a new police chief, light skinned brother. Now you know Kensington is like open air drug market. Oh, well. oh no, no, no. We're gonna shut this shit down. <laughs> what happened? Took... Last bear, white bear, they didn't want to do nothing. They was like, no. Nah. Sister came in and said, no, nah, we're gonna clean this up. Uh. That boy said, no, nah, we got rule law. We're gonna get this shit out of here, man. Like mm. It's been like that for years, man. They're finally going to clean up Kensington. They're going to have a black woman do it. 
Ain't nobody gonna do it like a black woman. <laughs> Yo, she gonna tear the asses off. I can't. <laughs> See, is she dark skinned too, man? Like, oh. she, like, <laughs> she gonna wear the asses out. I swear to God. <laughs> Imagine you walk in the courtroom, you see a dark-skinned black woman as the judge. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, she gonna wear their asses out. Mm. Yeah. Um, what you got coming up? Um, nothing. Uh, uh nothing. I'm, I'm just mind my business and keep doing the Griff Report. I got, I got, uh, some special guests coming back on the platform. Um, okay. Uh, I'm talking to this attorney. He's gonna come back on a platform in a couple of weeks. But I ain't got shit, man. Everybody go to Canaan. Um, hold on, read the. Uh... Wait, troublemaker Jonah, eighteen million from Epstein still pristine. Fuck, Haja, she redacted for sure. Don't cover her up. Her cover don't add up. Jabari, what island is DJ Academics and Mayor of New York Mayor of New York City from? Jamaica. <laughs> Francisco Harvard's intern interim president is the pro provost, a secular small hat. Yes, he is. S strings pulling Harvard's boat back in line for now. Yeah. Yeah. And they got exactly what they want. Right. All five, all five um, Ivy Leagues got the small hats now. As they should. As they should. I ain't got no problem with that. Let the small hats run this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Got no problem with that. She wasn't qualified for position anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they set her up for failure, but, you know, they knew what they was going to break her, man. See, they got this shit like, you got to be slick, man. That's right. Like they they had that shit slicked up. You gotta read the room, man. You got and read part of reading the room is reading the world. Israel's our greatest ally. Jews are our greatest ally. And niggas just gotta get with the program, man. Stop, stop, stop bitching and shit, man. Leave the fucking people alone, man. This this come back to the whole America shit where everybody wanna condemn Israel but love America. Nigga, that's the same shit, motherfucker. You gotta pick one. Either you hate Israel and hate America or you fucking love both. Shout out to Israel. I can't wait to go kiss the wall. Pause. <laughs> yeah, I don't got nothing else, man. All right, man. I'll see you next time. You know, you, Cannon, uh, you're going to Cannon, right? Yeah, we going to Cannon. Every, yeah, everybody go to Cannon Hotep's channel. Cannon Hotep, Rumble, YouTube. The channel right here will redirect you after the intro plays, outro plays, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'll see you Monday, man. I'm going to take it easy.
keep receipts for the things that they told you. Ears to the street, they got secrets to go through. Hotel and build, y'all know the deal. We go in for real, it ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Hotel and build, y'all know the deal. We go in for real, it ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip, teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip.